0: We all good we good to yeah. rock and roll yeah yeah um does anybody in england say let's rock and roll does anyone say that there no one has ever said those words is that just like a white dad american dad thing like what is let's it rock let's rock and roll, roll. all right guys, that's why we always
1: have roll. to we all, we have to say it with an american accent when we say it
0: <laughs> Yeehaw, what? let's rock and roll yeah, what does your American accent sound like? I feel like you guys have siphoned mm. British accents out of me several times. No, you now don't do British point.
1: accent. You're just like call blind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned from me old bugger. I, mean? I learned from Tracer. That's that's where I got it. That's right. why Tracer is the worst character in our watch.
0: <laughs> you know. Oh, hey, you right. Yeah, how was that?
2: Once he gets to that point in the game, I'll rewatch that. Uh,
1: rewatch that vod. Rine toy.
0: Yeah, like what do you guys I, sound like? If you were trying to be like, um, uh,
3: we've
1: we've had
0: this discussion that like your American accent—it's either like, like,
2: quote unquote Texan or Southern belle.
1: <laughs> yeah, we it's have, not uh, like it's not like your kind of accent. It's like Yeah trying to be a cowboy kind of accent. I think
0: that's what I. Yeah, that's why I, I think that's why I asked the gang. Like, I, I want to hear that so bad. I want to hear like your Pennsylvanian, uh which. Um, might not be easy to do.
1: Yeah. No, your choice? accent sounds quite neutral to be honest. It's not like <laughs> super American, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm
2: just chilling. It's just chilling. That's just like the the odd words here and there. Spinel.
1: Spinel. Spinel. Oh.
2: <laughs> you're kicking around, right? <laughs> Oh god,
0: I just can't get comfortable anymore.
1: It's old age. Yeah. You know what
0: I'm not comfortable with? All these E3 replacement shows. Welcome to the Permadeath Podcast, everybody. Episode 47. I, of course, am Bill Conway. Joined, as always, by the other two pieces of the Permadeath puzzle, Abby and Kinross. How are y'all doing?
1: Uh, I'm exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I watched the PC gaming show last night. And I'm stu- like, it drained my soul.
2: It continues to be a marathon. It's long. Yeah, I think
1: it's long. I think um, my relationship with the PC gaming show might have come to an end last night. Uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna break up. I don't think.
0: I think, I, I think if it was, it a, I think if it was an hour long, yeah. I think it would be fine. Because there are things in it that I like. Like, okay, this is like some old G4 TV Adam Sessler X Play skit, funny. But it's not funny, but it's like, okay, Uh. this is like old gamer humor, uh, you know, uh, that like I could get down with having on in the background. But then when it's old gamer humor for like two hours and 20 minutes, it's (laughs) okay. I just kind of want to look at the games. And there were some neat games, but like – and I do like – I always forget his name. Day9 is, his. I think, his handle. Um, The host, I think, is charismatic enough that, you know, it keeps coming back. But, I mean – I feel like you can kind of put the PC gaming show on the same template every year of, like, you're going to hear about, like, Killing Floor 2 every year for some reason. Uh, yeah, that and that show Warframe game. this year. Warframe, Ken, that you said? Yeah, wow. we, did, yeah we, didn't, we didn't have that this year. Wow.
1: I think the thing with the PC gaming show in particular is that a lot of the times they'll announce a game by some pre-ramble, then they'll show the trailer and then they'll have like a, t- a five minute interview with a dev for a game I right. don't care about and it's like just just say check out our YouTube channel for an interview with the dev to give some more information about this game if you want to play it you know
0: mm. right it's long winded it's like it's like they want to give devs their time, but also it's like in in interest in the interest of a show that thousands of people are watching and especially in a year where there's eight thousand different e three replacements. Um, people's time is split and divided on all, all these different areas they don't know where to go and, and you know the ones that are there it's like I just want to get my E3 fix man and it's like but I kind of don't want to hear this guy talk about Killing Floor 2 anymore mm. um, the game's like seven years old uh, I'm good but the Killing Floor 2 updates um, uh, but it's also one of those
2: things where in a way like some of it feels somewhat disrespectful in that they because they give the preamble explaining everything about the game before the trailer it's like we don't think that this trailer adequately explains what this game is to you so we have to explain it all to you <laughs> spoil anything about it and you'll be like oh okay it's you've told me it's going to be a spooky horror game about like psychological thrillers or whatever oh look it's a spooky it's a spooky uh, mind game trailer i would never have gotten that thank <clears throat> you frankie for telling me to be spooked <laughs>
0: Get yeah. ready. It can have some. It could have some fat trimmed, uh, for sure. But I feel like they'll never do that because I feel like that's one of the criticisms of the PC gaming show every year is that mm. ah, that could have been a little shorter, uh, and it it never gets shorter.
1: Um, it's just no. one of those things. I watch it and I'm like, do I like games or do I just pretend to like games? Am I
3: just
1: <laughs> <laughs> am I just fooling myself at this point because none of this stuff like super interests me? But then it'll have like a string of, like, two or three games that I'm like, oh, that looked neat. And then it'll go back to, like, here in this game you go back to ancient Rome and you're going to do some RTS stuff.
0: Yeah, the PC show (laughs) especially is, like, weird in that it really tries to corner that niche of, like, here are games that probably will never get any announcement at any other conference, even if they're on console, because they are Mm. so... PC centric, like, like yeah. Total War and Civ, and um, you know all those paradox games, and like you know Crusader Kings, and all those weird, like uh, like different city builders, and like games that probably might not even be good, but it's like ah, you can play with a keyboard and mouse way better than you can play with a controller. Throw it on the show, uh, you know, even if it's not interesting. Um, I, uh, I do think yeah. that there is an element of
2: like it. Obviously, it's long, uh, but you you end up feeling that way because it is so long between A, games you're interested in and B, each game. If it was just trailer, 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 you you wouldn't get necessarily bored. You'd be exhausted because it's a lot to, a lot to take in. But you wouldn't be like, oh man, I've been sat here for 25 minutes and they've not even talked about anything I'm remotely interested in. When I you still... could have had 15 trailers in that time.
1: Yeah, I still kind of think though um, I prefer the format that, like, PS4 had it one year, where it was just, like, there was some preamble at the beginning, and then it was just, like, 50 minutes of trailers, and then some dude Mm. came on at the end and went, well, that's what we've got. And it was, like, way more enjoyable to me than two and a half hours of the PC gaming show. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, by
1: miles.
0: Like, if your purpose is to, kind of, reveal games or show off games, like, and I think the same could be said about the PS5 event this year, you know, is, like, they... I mean, they had some devs kind of cut in sometimes in the PS5 event, but for the most part, I mean, for the hour and some change, it, you were always kind of watching something video game, uh, mm. trailer, gameplay, whatever, um, fake gameplay, it doesn't matter. It was always something that wasn't just a guy on Zoom um, talking to another guy on Zoom, uh, which I understand, you know, they can't help this year, but... But, like, at the same time, it's like, well, maybe just don't do it at all. And, uh, you know, it's interesting sometimes to hear from developers. Um, but, I mean, I kind of sometimes don't want to. Unless it's on a press conference stage and they could potentially fuck something up, I kind of don't want to mm. hear you talk um, mm. ever at at a gaming event for longer than two minutes. I would say, like... Thirty to thirty to sixty seconds. That's how true. Long you you know what? In if practice, it, if it's like a recorded thing, thirty to sixty seconds. Yeah, in practice, two minutes is probably longer than I think think it is in my head. You know. So, like, yeah, that sounds better.
2: <laughs> uh, like on a stage, yeah, because things get paced differently, and yeah. there's okay. You can give them a bit more time, but if they are sat recorded, thirty to sixty seconds.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So,
2: That's why next year we're hosting our own <laughs> gaming
0: show. We might as well about. because, okay, so we had the PS5 event this year. We had a Microsoft thing a, few mo- a month or two ago, two months ago. I don't remember. Um, and everything's kind of spaced out. It's a weird year, obviously, with everything going on. But also it's a new generation. And, you know, mm-hmm. Sony's been weird for three years now with E3. And, like, ah, we're not going to show anything. We got two games. You know, this year we're going to sh- put three games in a, in a hub dome. And you're going to come in here and we're going to pretend we're at church. And then, like, one year they skip and another year they're back. Um, So things have been kind of weird for a little while now, but we've always had E3 um, to kind of focus everything. We've always had a week where there was an Ubisoft event, an EA event, um, the Devolver thing, Bethesda's there. uh, Microsoft's got a thing. Nintendo's got a Direct. And all that stuff is centralized uh, across three or four days, and it's like, boom, everything Uh is scheduled out for me. I know when everything is. All the big names are there. Um, There's maybe one indie game showcase from Kind of Funny or whatever, and I'm good. Now it's just... We could talk about it, and then we could move on and watch people's floor impressions or, or whatever it is that you know everyone else watches after the conferences are over. Um, this year, though, E three isn't here. Um, e three, I thought, I thought they said we're going to do some digital stuff this year, but it, that never happened. Um, they kind of just were like, "Fuck it," you know, "fuck it." <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we're, we're good. Why I guess. would we when
1: we could just not? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and that led everyone else to kind of be like. Oh man, you know we we could do our own, dude. It, you know it's like it's like people sitting at home watching, like you know, like listening to a podcast and being like, we could do our own. Um, and you know that's mm. why we have eight mm. million of those. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really work. It works for podcasts. It doesn't work for E three presentations where I didn't even know there. Did you guys know there was one called the Future of Games? But nope. uh, but the PlayStation One, oh, was, was, that called the one the Future was that the one, of one
2: after. Was the fu- was the future of games the one that was after PC gaming? Yes. Yeah. So I know that that would existed only because I saw one tweet, um, by Ant saying, "Hey, this game looks cool." #Hashtag Future of Gaming. Or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I guess there's there's another thing going on, or yeah. that's the alternate name for PC gaming show." So all right.
0: <laughs> so in an effort to give people the E3 vibes, instead of like all the people in the gaming press. In the gaming industry, coming together and being like, let's do this thing. Instead of, like, Jeff Keighley pulling his weight. He has his own thing. But instead of Jeff Keely like, taking, you know, the mantle and being like, okay, let me do it. Let me let me host all of you guys. Um, we have instead, I don't know, now I'm going to read a bunch of names off here. I don't know what half of them are. Um, mm mm-hmm. Wholesome Direct, Indie Live Expo, IGN Expo, The Escapist Indie Showcase, The Future of Gaming on PlayStation 5. Um, now, there's multiple days of IGN Expo. Gorilla Collective, uh, PC Gaming Show, Future Game Show, Guerrilla Collective Day 2, Gorilla Collective Day 3, uh, Upload VR Showcase. Then we have EA Play. We have the Summer Game Fest Developer Showcase. That's Jeff Keighley. The New Game Plus Expo. Um, more days of IGN Expo. Um, uh, Ubisoft Forward, uh, and then Other. So
2: and then a couple of game specific streams like um, Baldur's Gate's got one Cyberpunk's got one and something
0: else does can't remember what Marvel and Avengers. what bums me out about it is I feel like there's going to be neat stuff in every one of these and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cross pollination where like like you know we saw the, you know the new blood games like 16 times across you know two different shows I assume we're going to mm-hmm. see a bunch of that you know we're going to see you know probably like Resident Evil 8 at an Xbox thing or something we're going to see something else at another thing um, but it, I, I can't help but feel like there's no way for me to focus uh, on these things the way we used to be able to and I feel like I'm going to miss things and I'm going to be like oh what the hell was that Oh that was at the, the like Fart Boys Expo presentation that was on Saturday night. You didn't know about that? It's like no I didn't because like every like Dick and Mary out there is doing a damn E three presentation. I I can't keep track of all these damn things. Here,
1: here's the thing that I'm thinking because of all of this is we've had discussions for years now about oh do we really need E three anymore? Uh yeah. Is yeah, apparently uh, we, yeah, do. we do. Yeah. Because... I really do think so.
2: Even if it's not like we need E3 in the sense of a convention centre with
1: Yeah, but we clearly 10, do because... We, I, I think no, 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 we, we clearly just... do because the thing is, when that doesn't happen, this year happens where it's just fucking conference after conference that you don't know about because it's not been put out there, and people are just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do one if no one else is doing one, but everyone else is already doing one. So...
2: I mean in the sense of, if there was... like If they were to say, okay, we're no longer having a building for it, we will host everything online, digital. Yeah, but the thing is, they said that they were going to do that, and
1: then they didn't do it. Well,
2: that's E3's fault. But that that we do need something. There needs to be a
0: unified brand week that Mm -hmm. brings this stuff together in a way that is healthier to keep track of because this is usually my favorite week to watch games coverage because, you know... And you'll get to people, oh, you just like commercials, huh? You just really like... Sitting? No, I just really like looking at new video games. And I like having all that stuff centralized in a way that makes sense. And the namings, like the naming conventions make sense. Like, what the hell is the future game show? I'm sure if I looked at it and saw who put it on, maybe I would be like, oh, that's what that would have been if it was E3. But it's like, I just don't know... Mm-hmm like who any of these people are and like like you said you seeing tweets hashtag with stuff it's like oh this game's cool hashtag future game show and it's like what the hell is that like what is that i i just i just want to know what's I going mean, on
2: greg miller sorry greg miller even made a joke in uh, the pc gaming show where he sort of got in the got his bit in and he was like uh oh, how many of you were here at the gorilla collective uh Oh, I guess. None of you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> it's like, well yeah, because no one knew it was there.
0: Yeah. But that was I mean, a pre recorded bit. I didn't know what their Gorilla Collective was until I saw a tweet and then I saw Easy Allies was reacting to something and I clicked it and it was the Gorilla Collective. And I'm like, What the hell is the Gorilla Collective? Oh, it's the kinda of funny it's the kinda of funny showcase that they've ran the Plus last two years. Something else. Uh, yeah and then combined with another company and that's the same thing. There's a lot of indies. The thing is, the shitty part is there's a lot of cool stuff at it. And, like, mm. I just didn't know about it. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't really read too much on, like, you know, you know, how did other people discover it or, you know, what was the uh, exposure rate to uh, of it. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, there's, like, some neat-looking indies on here that, like, interest me um, that look really good. And, unfortunately, I feel like, uh, you know, this oversaturation of trying to... Be the one who saves E3 or something is just, you know, just you should have just let Keely do it. <laughs> just, just someone got in contact with Jeff Keely and let him do it. Like, I, you know, like I thought he was with his summer games thing, but he's kind of just been chilling, like showing up every now and then, you know, like, oh, you know, hey, it's me, Keely, uh,
1: goodbye. And it's like, Keely, where are you going? I, you, I wish his it, summer n- game nice fest thing was just like one event that happened that did a bunch of announcements rather than like, oh, it's happening, yeah once every two weeks, because it's just a bit too much for me to keep up with, I guess, when I've got other stuff I could be doing.
3: Yeah,
0: it's an interesting approach um, that I feel like, um, you know, I guess arguments could be made of like, oh, now you have enough time to stew on that announcement. But it's like, okay, well, we've had Tony Hawk in Unreal 5, and now it's like, well, I'm waiting for the next one, Jeff. Where are you at, buddy? We're all waiting here. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Because that's the other thing is these brands get established. So, okay, the Girl Collective uh showcase, the future games showcase. Like, does that stuff exist next year? You know, if E three still happens, if E three happens again? Like what is the plan for all these companies going forward? Um so it'll be interesting to see uh, how we all uh uh have uh you know how uh what we have to react to next year, um as podcasters. Mm.
1: Um yeah, I'm I'm done with the PC game show though. I think that <laughs> ship has sailed. Like I, I've watched it every year since it was a thing, and I just yeah I don't know why I'm doing it because I never enjoy it.
2: <laughs> uh, future game show for what it's worth is Games Radar.
3: Damn. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just like every outlet has something now, and I don't. Where's the like Kotaku it? one? Yeah.
0: Which one? Which one's Kotaku? Is that what Wholesome Direct is? Let's have a look. The day Easy Allies does one is the day that excites me. <laughs> I don't, like, know anybody from Games Radar. Who the heck, I don't, like... Venture Beat gonna have one? Is U.S. Game News gonna have one? Permadeath also should do one, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Yeah, why not? We'll have, we'll have
2: ours from that Hooters across
0: the way, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Next year, guys, look forward to it. Permadeath. Future of games from Permadeath Podcast Showcase 2021. Uh, if you've got any games to submit... Let us know. We're willing to go five minutes to an hour. It's okay. <laughs> um, the show that wasn't an ultimate waste of time, though. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, th- Thursday. The other ones were. <laughs> Thursday, we had the... Uh, it was Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday, uh, we had the PlayStation 5 reveal. Uh, finally. Um Sony's very long build up to revealing the PlayStation 5 over the last few months. Um, very strange way to slowly reveal up to it, you know, revealing the <clears throat> specs first in a Wired article and then, you know, everything, I mean, circumstantial, you know, that happened after that with everything that got canceled and moved around for GDC and all that stuff. But uh, we finally got to see the box. We finally got to see some games. We finally got to see uh, some sequels get announced, you know, obvious. Things, you know, Horizon and stuff like that. Um, we finally got to look at the box,
1: um, uh, which I I'm thought... excited about. Grand Theft Auto Five.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about the show. So, um, oh my god, what a what an opener! <laughs> so
1: when, when it open came it up on. with Rockstar, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna do something new, and I was really excited. And then I was like, is this just GTA Five again? I think yeah. this is just GTA Five again.
0: I'm a big Sony fan, and like. When like the event was about to start, I'm like, I always get a little nervous because I'm like, man, what if it just sucks? Like, what if it's like E3 2018 or whatever? And it's just like kind of stinky, and it's like, man, I look to you guys to like, like pop some big trailers on me. You know, um, I like a lot of your IP. This give me some good stuff. When that Rockstar logo came on, it was an initial burst of like, holy shit! Like, Rockstar? Like, what? Uh, and then it was just Michael's voice from GTA Five, and it's like, oh <laughs> shit, shit, <laughs> oh, no, not the right oh shit you want out of anybody.
1: here. Oh, no, <laughs>
2: I mean I, I said it in the chat. If they had done something like fancy with eff- effectively a remaster of lighting and
1: but the thing is, they already they like already that, did but... that for GTA Five <laughs> when they ported it from the PS3 to the PS4. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and they are doing that. They are enhancing it, but it's so weird to me that they didn't show any progress on that. They didn't show any work. They literally. Because here is what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I'm like, okay, okay, GTA Five. Okay, obviously this is coming to PS Five. And then like in the top left corner was the logo for the PS Four. And I'm like, okay, this is PS Four footage. It's gonna it's gonna swipe or like wipe switch. or do whatever they do, and it's gonna swap to PS Five footage. And then it never did. And then they're just giving you free money on GTA Online. And it's like, what the hell? That could have been a Commercial in the preamble leading up to the conference, and then you open with Spider Man. <laughs> not Grant of Donald
1: Five. It's weird, man. <laughs> was so, like,
0: I couldn't believe it. I am sitting there like, no, Sony, what are you doing? <laughs> this is it not didn't set against the, the witch for the rest of
1: the event at all. <laughs> oh,
0: no, his Skyrim <laughs> GTA five is the new Skyrim. Yeah. I think Skyrim's the new Skyrim.
2: But right? no one it's takes it.
1: the piss out of GTA five. Cause it's, not funny,
3: cause it's not funny
0: because it's not on Alexa. Sort of, wow, well, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, but yeah, so the real opening of the show was Spider Man, which was exciting, um, it, but also confusing. Uh, you know, the ongoing conversation so the, this, around that has been: Is it a sequel? Is it an expansion? Is it a standalone? Is it a DLC? Is it an add-on from, to a remaster? From what I've
2: heard from the team, um, it's and a standalone expansion type thing it's not spider-man 2 it is here is an extension of the dlc but in its own like fully fledged
0: it's lost legacy uncharted lost legacy basically um infamous first light you know something in that vein um and uh so we'll see how big that is in terms of a game uh you know if it's much shorter than Spider-Man you know if it's a $60 game if it's a $40 game if it's a launch title who knows but mm. um so what do you guys think of the show overall like like in terms good. of things that stood out and like you know pacing of it and everything like um how are you guys uh entertained
1: the thing that excited me the most was Project Athia which is the new Square Enix game from yes, Luminous Productions who yes. uh were the studio behind Final Fantasy 15 Mr. Um, unfortunately he's definitely not working on it but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i thought it looked really cool i'm excited to see what square enix in particular do with the ps5 because their games always look pretty visually amazing
0: yeah you know seeing that like trailer uh you know well i mean depending on what that was necessarily in-engine. I don't remember really uh, what, if it said anything about um, where that footage came no, from. I'd but Regardless, their games do always look incredible. And, like, seeing what they did with, like, 7 Remake on the PS4, um, mm. like, thinking about 7 Remake 2 on PS5, after seeing stuff Won't like that, good. it's like, oh, yeah. Um, but there's actually a lot of really cool writers on Project Athia, um, uh, which I didn't know about. Um from all over the, from all over the like a wide gamut of them, uh, led by Gary Whitta, um, who some people might know nowadays for doing Animal Talking, the Animal Crossing uh, late night talk show, which has gained a lot of traction with a lot of celebrities on it, which has been really weird. Um, but I guess it's not too weird. He's a Hollywood writer, but um, uh, and he has a field correspondent in there who is Danny Trejo, um, and it's 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 the weirdest project that's ever come together. But uh, and he wrote Rogue One and uh, the Book of Eli and uh, oh. he's leading the writer, writing team for this. Uh, and that's that surprised me, because that wasn't anywhere in the trailer. I just saw it on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, Square. Yeah. Getting some cool names together to write this world. Uh, it's
2: listed as just dev footage. PS5 dev footage. Cool. So I guess it is technically maybe an engine, mm-hmm. but not representative of anything.
1: Hmm. I'm excited for it anyway. I think with everything i've been playing over recent years if square enix announce something i'm going to pay attention
0: yeah so. es- especially when it's a new ip too like mm. I-, I actually think square enix has kind of been on a uh, on a decent streak i know some people have like bones to pick with them and for good reason sometimes they're weird um and some of the stuff they publish as a publisher sometimes they're weird um especially yeah um but uh generally... what, what was that
1: name what was that game silent man oh god is yeah. <laughs> no, no, that square enix <laughs> yeah. yeah that was square enix <laughs>
2: Oh, God. Was is that
0: what it, it was Quiet called? Man? Quiet Man. Quiet Man, yeah. Quiet Man. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that fucking game. Well, oh, man, why didn't we get a Quiet Man 2 announcement? What's going on? Um, I think
2: that there's a very good reason that we the, did not get a Quiet Man 2 announcement. Is
0: ready. The world is ready, dude. For a good Quiet Man <laughs> sequel. Let's go. Um, you got to have a good Quiet Man prequel first. <laughs> we need a redemption story. Um, <laughs> one of us should stream a Quiet Man. But, uh... But, yeah, generally, I think their first-party stuff, I actually think has been pretty solid. Uh, and so, like, you know, and it's nice um, to see them kind of coming out and nailing it, you know, especially in the Final Fantasy space, too, where it's like, oh, maybe, you know, people can start putting a little faith in them again um, in terms of, like, you know, you see the name Square, and it's like, this is going to be good. Um, you know, because uh, I feel like they've lost some people over the years. For, you know, sometimes, though, for stupid reasons. Cause I honestly think they've been okay for, for like, for like ever. Um but, uh, Considering
1: it wasn't that long ago that they were like hemorrhaging money. I think they're doing pretty good. Because well, there Fancy was one saving. there was one point where they lost like what was it, a hundred billion yen in a year? It was a lot of money. I think it was the, the year that uh, Final Fantasy fourteen one point came out. They lost so much money.
0: Nowadays um, their earnings fourteen makes them mega bank. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: So, uh, it's a real out. redemption story for Square. Maybe not for The Quiet Man, but, you know.
0: <laughs> that game probably sold 50 copies. That's enough. Um, <laughs> made its money Gen- back, maybe. Genroft, Gen do you have like a, a super standout? Uh, like Project Nathia?
2: Um. Honestly, Astro's Playroom. Hell yeah, dude. That's like, so, I mean, the way that I go into Sony things is that typically I'm not really looking for anything because i don't have massive attachments to mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff or anything that is typically a, a playstation not necessarily exclusive but like more prominent on it right so there was a lot more like things i was like oh that looks kind of interesting i might look into that at some point than than normal like little devil inside looked good too
0: yeah really did
2: uh basically all the little was. quirky ones i'm like yeah i'm into that
0: there was a good, there was a, that's one thing about the show I, I think I could, you know, say confidently is there was a good amount of quirky stuff. Um, Goodbye,
1: like, Volcano, high. That's yeah. a bit too quirky. Like, when they just, you God know. God knows
0: what that is. In, in the, in like the beginning minutes of their show, you know, they dropped the Spider-Man, they dropped the Gran Turismo. But like they're like heavily showcasing like a Ratchet and Clank game to show off the power of their system, like a 3D platformer um, that like you know everyone kind of presumes that genre dead unless you're Nintendo. Uh, it was nice to see them be like, look at this shit, 3D platformer fucker, um, and it was like wow, that sets a tone a little bit. Um, and then we got like Sackboy, we get um, Kina Kana, which was really colorful. Yeah.
1: Um, that I'm excited for as well. Actually, you know, I don't know what it's going to play like, got, uh, but I'm excited. Death, death Stranding. Oh, stray! <laughs> oh, yeah! Because um, we were making the joke that it was like a, 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 a the Death next Stranding strand game, game yeah. where you're a cat that delivers stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, stray!
2: Yeah, that's
1: a good-looking cat. <laughs> Gotta uh, say, that's a PS5. Ca- that's a next-generation <laughs> cat.
2: Estimated game of the year, though, for Bug Snacks.
1: Bugsnax. that trailer
0: was hilarious to me and like sometimes game humor doesn't hit sometimes games just try to be funny and they ain't funny um, I thought Bugsnax was hilarious anytime you have a song to where if you're not really listening to it closely you might not realize that the lyrics are just like written for the game or like totally for the show or the movie or whatever it is you're watching mm-hmm. man that was cracking me up this was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life in a good way
1: um, uh, we actually watched the the thing with um, Cam and Emily, and Cam pointed out that it sounded like they were saying fuck snacks. So, like that's... in the song. So it's just that's what the song is now.
0: I hope it plays out the entire game so that
2: that's
1: all you
0: you hear through, throughout it now.
2: I mean, I, I was in. Cause... It focused on a strawberry, and Cam was like, do we get to play as a strawberry? And then suddenly the strawberry grew eyes. And we we're like, what? And then it starts walking along, saying strawberry, 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 doodly, doodly, doo do, And then gets eaten. I was like, I'm in.
0: Yeah. I mean, Octodad... <laughs> They're like Pokemon, and did-
2: they say their name.
0: It was pretty funny. So I have faith in this. <laughs>
2: we'll yeah, Octodad was good. Was good. Octodad was good.
1: I'm curious as to what your standout would be, Bill, because I feel like towards the end it was very... If it was Bill-centric.
0: Very oh, yeah. That's the thing. That's why I like so many conferences. And this is why I like... I also love directs, too. Like, the two events I love the most, always, especially now in the Switch era, are directs and Sony's conferences. Because typically mm. there's always something in there that I, I'm just, like, hyped for, excited for. Um, more so than other shows. Um, but, yeah, no, very... A lot of points in here are very Bill-centric. Um, but my standout, probably Resident Evil 8, um, and I love the way you know. It's uh, nowadays it's obvious, you know, when it's like, okay, this is obviously Resident Evil Eight, but um, they still reveal it as if you don't know Resident Evil Eight with like like they did with 7 um, where they just show the 7 and then it's like whoa what the hell because at the time Resident Evil 7 was so different from any Resident Evil game mm. so to reveal yeah. it was Resident Evil was like whoa um, but I mean if you've played Resident Evil 7 you know mm. Ethan's voice you, you, you kind of get the vibes you, you know the RE engine you know the way it looks um, yeah. so like you're watching it going okay this is obviously Resident Evil 8 but still that that like title drop is still awesome and it, I love it every time because my dad doesn't pick up up on any of that stuff so like i i two resident evil trailers now um resident evil 7 trailer when i showed that to my dad the first time i refused to tell him what it was i was like let's watch the trailer for this horror game um and when the logo dropped that man flipped out i wish i was filming him but uh (laughs) it's like we haven't had a good resident evil game you know since four five was okay but literally the GameCube. so um Getting to show him this one again. This is why I love... This is why it's my standout, probably. Because, again, he doesn't pick up on this stuff. Not that my dad's dumb. Hey, Dad, if you listen to this podcast, you're not dumb, okay? You know what I mean? You might walk into the pendulums, but you're fine. Um, It... it Getting
2: to see his reaction. Do, re- do, you reckon by a, do you reckon by a certain point he'll be like, oh, you're showing me a trailer for a scary
0: game. I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah, he'll never pick up on it. That's the thing. He just doesn't. <laughs> and so, and so I put it on again, and I'm like, I had to take this trailer. Uh, PS5 reveal, you know, this this horror game was out. Um, because at this time, rumors were swirling of Silent Hill and, you know, all that stuff. So, like, I guess, yeah lots of things weren't clear um, and he's watching and he didn't even pick up on the fact that there's an umbrella logo in the trailer too on one of the statues like front and center they just say Resident Evil basically with the umbrella logo but I showed it to him again and, and it comes up and he goes village and then it turns into an 8 and he goes oh my god and it's like yes perfect this is, what, <laughs> this is why I'm glad they keep doing these trailers because my dad doesn't know um,
2: I mean the title doesn't make sense but I'll commend them for finding a way to fit a Roman 8 Cause it's yeah, in a village. into well, a title it takes place in a village yeah
3: I mean,
1: I yeah, think, but it's Bill, not called Resident
2: been... Evil House.
1: <laughs> no, Bill, you but... would have been, um,. You would have been proud of me for how quickly I recognized that to be a Resident Evil game, considering my Hell knowledge of yeah. Resident Evil is your streams. Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> um, it's exciting what Capcom is doing with Resident Evil, and it's exciting <gasps> that they that they're still kind of pushing into that direction, um, even after doing two and three as third person games. It excites me to see that this is. I mean, this was rumored. Village was kind of leaked um, beforehand, uh, and that Chris Redfield's the villain and all that stuff. That was all um, leaked beforehand, but it was nice to see it confirmed, and it was nice to see it in action because that setting looks fucking dope. Um, <clears throat> some like gothic horror vibes in Resident Evil that we've never had before. I mean, if you can maybe count four a little bit with some castle shit, but um, this takes it a step further and we got like witches and werewolves and yeah, it looks cool. Um, that's so are you getting
1: are you getting Village before you get four remake or
0: Yeah. Does, oh yeah. Does
2: Village have a date?
0: 2021 next year year, yeah, Yeah. probably January they've been releasing them in well 7 came out in January 2 came out in January 3 came out in April so probably in that window Capcom has just been Mm. churning games out like nobody's business so um, the thing I'm most curious about is if this has VR support it's a PS5 game obviously PSVR works Mm. on PS5 confirmed from Sony does this include VR support like 7, or they just kind of ditched that all together? Because I think that was an amazing thing in 7. Uh, so I'm curious where they go. Well, in that's
2: the thing. Game. It's like, has VR support, but is that just for PS4 back compact? True. That's Ooh. the thing, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess it all depends. You know, like, maybe it works if you develop the game. Because, I mean, it's going to have to work uh, yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah, because Dreams is going to be backwards compat. Um mm-hmm. So, and that's going to be VR support. It's going to be interesting. Um, I feel like we're going to see more announcements on VR-related stuff in the coming months before the console comes out on what their plans are exactly for the current headset and, and, and going forward. So we'll see what happens with Resident Evil until then. They might have just ditched it all together, to be honest with you. It might not be worth the work for one system to have VR. Because um, they never put yeah. VR support on the PC version of Resident Evil 7, which is mind-blowing to me. But... uh Yeah, Uh, yeah. Lots of other things I loved, but that was my my big like. Yes, Capcom's here. Um, Horizon did make me want
2: to go back and replay Horizon, and also the DLC. Horizon was close Uh, to my. Because I never played the DLC.
0: Me neither. Me neither, Kenros. I I don't play Um, DLC. That's my curse.
2: I'm hoping that I'm far enough away from original playthrough of Horizon where I'm not like super salty about. The difficulty wall that I hit, or Mm. that I'm not so close to Breath of the Wild that I'm like, why can't I climb this wall every (laughs) single time that I approach a wall? Right. Um,
1: Yeah, because we did. You did play it directly after Breath of the Wild, which is just like go anywhere, do anything you want to. And
2: that was very much. You have to go to this very specific spot to be able to climb across here. I'm like, why? I could just. It's it's literally half my extra height. Let (sighs) me jump. Let me climb.
1: Yeah, I'm, I was surprisingly excited when I figured out that this was a Horizon trailer. Mm. Um, because it don't... was, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is, and then they said the old ones, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a Horizon thing. And then you saw Aloy, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool.
2: There were a couple of of trailers of, like in the in the call, being like. This looks like it might be this, but it can't possibly. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it, 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 this definitely is. Yeah. Like, uh, when it was
0: NBA Two K Twenty One, I was like, holy shit, dude, that's a basketball. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Uh, oh my god.
2: Yeah, I think De- the slow- Demon, Demon Souls was the other big one. It was like, hey, it's a guy in armor. It's probably like a Souls game or something.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, it so is. The <laughs> very first note of the music, you know, it's a From game in every trailer. When, whenever, whenever you hear. Ha, he- and then you just hear like, boo, boo, boo. oh, this is from software game, ain't it, Yeah. So... The thing
1: is, in the call, we were like trying to hype up each other about stuff that it definitely wasn't because they were like, oh man, what if this is like the Elder Scrolls Six? Like, what if it's the El- what if it looks oh, what this ga- good? What game? What
2: game were they showing? And we were like, is this El- was that Athia? That we were like, this looks like the original tease for Elder Scrolls Six.
1: No, it was Demon Souls. Was it Demon Souls? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then some dude in armor turned up and I'm like, nah, this has gotta yep. be some some dark soul shit.
0: Um, to touch oh. back on the horizon trailer, I was really happy with the amount of biomes in that trailer. Um mm. hmm nice variety i mean like horizon kind of had its one landscape and then it added the frozen stuff in the dlc which i still haven't checked out yet um admittedly yeah i was gonna uh, I, was,
1: I was just about to ask if the dlc was important but i guess uh, you don't know so and <laughs> I, I hear
0: it's good it's just going back to a completed game months after to play its dlc i just, I just never do it because i'm just caught hey, up in so hey many Bill, other things
1: and Final Fantasy <laughs> Fifteen <Final laughs> <it, it> unfortunately
0: <laughs> falls into that uh Category, you know, I, I, my game mm. of the year control least a fucking expansion. I still haven't played it, so it's like I just don't do it ever. Maybe you and, should
1: wait for like the complete edition of a game. I think I should out. because the DLC <laughs> is good
0: for these games. I just never um go back. You know, I, I I move on. I uninstall and I never re-download it. Um, so yeah, the like there was underwater stuff in this trailer, like yeah, that's like, new, right? yeah um lots of neat stuff and and lots of neat uh implications too you know with with the story and just where we are going like uh, like across multiple states potentially like it has to be um or just different seasons maybe but uh yeah i'm really excited about that i mean the original game looked incredible uh, on a ps4 base or pro it doesn't matter um so seeing it seeing a Sony first party kind of designed to the metal and, and take uh, um, advantage of his SSD is exciting to me uh, in horizon's case, especially uh, cause those guys are like wizards. So um, I can't wait to see that game in action. We might've already, I mean, I, that might've been gameplay. I don't really know. It's hard to tell um, sometimes with mm. no UI, uh, but um, yeah. And demon souls is cool. Uh, you know, I don't really have much experience with demon souls and I, kind of bounce off dark souls every time i play it so i'm kind of just a bloodborne guy so but uh i'll probably check it out
1: so like it's all right like- though because at the end of the pc gaming show yeah. after the credits though they, they uh are remaking bloodborne uh i think i think the <laughs> website is thieves with guns or something
0: <laughs> oh yeah it looks amazing 60 fps uh, yeah yeah it's free yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the hunter's rifle yeah yeah uh, unfortunately, um, I think the textures weren't loading though, so it was kind of weird looking. Uh, no, initially. no, I
1: think that's how that's you know that's an improvement over the bone, right? Yeah, that, like you wanted it at
2: sixty fps, <laughs> and that's how they did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, compromises had to be made. Yeah, um, it's anyway.
2: technically in four K. The textures aren't. Yeah, but the polygons uh. are.
0: We saw some stuff in this show um that was announced prior that we saw kind of gameplay and got more um uh looks into. Uh specifically for me, the thing that I was like, Whoa, what the hell? That's first person was like Ghostwire Tokyo game. Uh uh-huh. that was announced at E three with the um spooky uh what was her name? Ikumi Nakamura. Um, yes. and she's no longer working on the game, which is unfortunate. I don't know what happened there, but um yeah, we got to see
2: gameplay. I of assume that.
1: she probably got like some amazing job offer that we still don't know about.
0: Yeah, she she.
1: After I'm, she hope, left... I'm
2: hoping
0: it's that, and that it's not like horrific harassment. Same, yeah. That's always the worry, right? It's like, wow, why would she leave? You know, what I mean, she was the director on that game, <laughs> like like <laughs> the top dog role um, on go on a big new IP from uh, Tango and Bethesda. Um, the other game from Bethesda that looked really interesting. Now that we've got further emphasis on it, uh, was Deathloop. I thought that looked pretty cool. Um, that I don't Assassin's get it, though.
1: Is, like, I is think it's also the rival character played by the AI, or is that another both. player?
0: It could be both, I think. Um, uh, I looked into it a little further. I think it could be both, um, which could make for interesting streams, potentially. Um, depending mm-hmm. on how the game is structured, anyway. You know what I mean? Literal, um, literal sniping. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be I guess it maybe wouldn't be a good stream. Um <laughs> I see
1: you. Uh, um What else was there? Little Devil Inside I thought looked pretty good. Yeah. Um
2: Godfall got some gameplay.
0: Yeah, we saw more of that too at the PC show as well. PC, yeah, we um, I'm like,
2: I'm not sure how I feel about that. Here's the thing about Godfall Steel.
0: for me. Is that like I'm always, hey, look, you got loot in your game, you got co op in your game. You always kind of got my attention in a way, Uh, Mm. in some way. I'm going to look at it. And I believe it's going to be a free to play game as well. So, like, you've got me a little bit there. But it looks nice, it looks shiny. But it also just looks like a game that's probably going to suck. And because all these games come out and they suck, all these loot games just suck. And, like, nobody Mm. could, like, get an audience the way Destiny can because it's already ingrained in Destiny or Warframe or Monster Hunter. But, like, all these games come out and it's like, okay, this game's great. This game's really cool. And then a month passes and it's like the end game of Godfall is problematic. And and (laughs) there's no no content. There's nothing to do. And it happens with every one of those games. So uh, until that game comes out and it owns and there's a lot of stuff to do and it's not monetized out its butthole, then I'll get excited about it. For now, it's like it looks pretty. It looks really shiny. It might look too shiny. But, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, the, the one thing, though, that I I guess I can get excited about is that it's a melee loot game. We don't really get those too often anymore. A lot of shooter looters. Schluters, if you will. Too many, you know, a lot of those since Borderlands. Not a lot of soulsy heavy... Use a fucking Warhammer, bash a guy, get some loot type of games out there. So maybe mm-hmm. it could fill that niche? I don't know.
2: Was it this one, or was there another one at the PC gaming show where they called it a slasher looter? That might have been Godfall.
1: It is Godfall, yeah.
2: Was it Godfall? Okay. Yeah. Because that's the problem with games being shown twice. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is a new game. <laughs> uh, uh, unless it's an, unless it's a... Uh, a new blood game, in which case I could definitely tell. <laughs> they all look like
0: old quake. That they're,
2: that they're all the se- Like halfway, th- well, by the end of like that, f- that sizzle reel on the PC gaming show, and they showed five titles. I was like, I thought that there were only two games because <laughs> they look so samey. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's five game. Oh, okay. Don't like to like insult devs or anything. It's real hard work, but those. A, don't look good, and B, look kind of asset-flippy. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, you know what?
3: <laughs> Godfall like, um,
2: kind Paul, of fits that Paul description. Abby's, yeah. yeah, Paul in Ebby's chat was saying, man, this looks like Steam Greenlight is back again. Like, yeah, it does. I think
0: that's <laughs> what I was trying to nail down when talking about uh, Godfall, is like the way it looks is it looks really nice and shiny, but something about it... Looks like it'll fail for various reasons. One, the end game will probably suck, and two, it just looks like some kind of like free game that mm. is like too good to be true. That's coming out from like three guys or something, but yeah. it's being published by Gearbox, and, and it's like, but it just looks, it just oozes this vibe of like this, this is probably gonna be cheap. Like I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, like,
3: uh,
2: but we'll see. Well, I'd love I love be Wrong. I think that's a consequence of things like Raid right. like it's, where it's technically fairly premium right. assets but it is a cheap game and yeah. because like the mobile market has gone that way and you're like, man, this looks like it could be in a Raid CG trailer you're like, oh, okay
3: <laughs> Raid. I don't know I didn't even think about yeah.
0: that one. Yeah, you guys are putting in the words better what I what I felt about the visuals and why I think that game will probably suck. Um, but again, I would know, love to be wrong on stuff like that. But uh, for sure, for sure, yeah. The one game that i'm actually super hyped on i'm not sure if anyone else is hyped on it at all um but it's mostly because i really love housemark um i really loved Resogun. i really love next machina i love a good twin stick shooter uh when when it's from them they just nail that shit um next machina especially i think that game is is incredible um was returnal uh the next game from them? yeah i couldn't
2: work i couldn't work out wh- i'm looking at the screenshot of it i couldn't work out what that game so, was that's
0: like a woman stuck in like an edge of tomorrow type situation, it seems, where yeah. she's reliving the same day over and over again. But the gameplay they show, like at first when House Mark's name came up, I'm like, huh. They don't usually make games like this. They they're usually always arcade shooters. Like always, you know, twin stick, you know, oh astrology. I think I described this as duck I think I described this as duck cells with guns. Um and then they showed the gameplay and, like, it's showing, like, bullet-heli stuff flying through the air like their, like their normal games, mm. like a Resogun or a Nex Machina, but down boots on the ground kind of – well, the boots are always on the ground in Nex Machina. But, like, th- that that camera angle, um, and I'm like, damn, are they going to make, like, a third-person action game but with the twin-stick action of their typical Resogun, typical Nex Machina type stuff? And it seems like they are from the information that I've been able to gather, and it's like, that has me really excited – um, now I look. I just
2: quickly skimmed through the trailer, and it reminds me of a game from the PC gaming show that I'm very interested in. And I'm just trying to double check the name. Uh, and that is Metal Hellsinger. Oh, that game which looks is sick. The, the rhythm
0: FPS. Yes, that's one of the games on the PC gaming show that was like, wowza. Yeah, that game looks incredible. Yeah.
2: I
1: don't. I don't understand uh, how that's not been made before, to be honest.
2: Yeah. There was a better trailer at the uh, Gorilla Oh,
1: Collective. wait, that's
2: where I saw it, at the Gorilla Collective show. Yeah, because right. the PC gaming show was literally just, like, a boss fight. I was like, oh, they've yeah. clearly, like, railroaded this or whatever, whereas the Gorilla Collective trailer play. is, like, actually walking through the world and playing the game and things like that. I was like, okay, that's Yeah, timing-based cool. shooting,
0: like, that is some, yeah. some necrodancer-type, like, level of ingenious there that is that is Mm. exciting to me that's like when i watch these shows and that's why i get bummed out but there's so many because i'm missing things clearly and i'm probably missing a lot more than i think i am is that Mm. like there's there's indies are always doing cool shit and stuff like that just slips through the cracks and like that's something that i'm extremely interested in because i love just marrying rhythm with anything i'm glad you brought that back up kenra because as as excited as i was about it i forgot about it i'm
2: I'm gonna have to make a find a way to keep track of it because that is if that game is as fun as it looks, that is a genre I want more of. Yeah. And there will not be more of it... Nope. <laughs> ...if this fails.
0: <laughs> so... There might not be more anyway. Um, oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, you know what? We've seen the application, you know, of it in, into a roguelite with crypts, and now a this. So, you know, I feel like... I feel like the world just loves rhythm games, but nobody makes them. And... You know, then it's like we you know what. No one's buying them, so fuck it. Do you Let's think it's it you think shooter? It's, do you
2: think it's burnout from uh, from the plastic? I wonder if it still exists. Yeah. Apocalypse of uh, rock band and guitar. because I know though.
0: those games came back and failed spectacularly. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, could be. Still, just it's just people had so it ate so much rock band and guitar here. They just literally on on a decade long courage of just, I don't want to eat that ever again. Um, you know, <laughs> like,
1: It'll come like, back one day and be really <laughs> successful. Because everyone will be like, oh, how nostalgic.
3: Ooh, oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I think they tried to bring those games back too soon. They they tried mm. to bring it back like that. Like, look, remember this shit? It's like, dad, that was like two years ago. What are you what yeah. guys doing? No, one, no think, one missing it yet.
1: I think the other problem was if you were... You know getting into rock band, you had to have a place to store all of the peripherals, yeah mm. um, and if you get like two guitars, a microphone, and a drum kit, it's like well that's and a rock, it, whole and closet rock band, taken up
2: rock band three, you have the
0: guitar as well,
1: yeah, and they had a lot of spin-offs, like DJ Hero like, yep,
0: yeah, they really tried digging deep there,
1: <laughs> they just need a um, fucking karaoke game, and everyone will be happy just make a karaoke game.
0: Oh yeah, it's like a really good karaoke game. Like, I mean, I guess SingStar was like Sony's attempt at that, but at the same time, it's like it's like free and you gotta like pay for every song. Like, just just release a big old karaoke game with some sick ass slip interface l- and. That was Lips as well. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> big, biggest biggest problem with Lips was getting the microphone to actually work. And some of them are weird um, too. Where it's like, oh,
0: SingStar, you can use your phone to sing into it, but it's like that's not fun.
1: That's... Yeah, you want a mic. You want to feel yeah. like a rock star when you're playing. Yeah. when you're playing a karaoke sending you a game. Voice message, like get out of here. <laughs> I want to
0: sing into a microphone. <laughs>
1: That's that was one of my biggest things in uni. Was um, uh, I had a friend who was really into rock band, and he had the the microphone stand as well as like three Oof. microphones, and that was oh, yeah. like everyone getting yep. drunk and singing Bohemian Rhapsody down this one thing that was on this microphone stand. That's the memory. That I won in a karaoke game. Hell yeah! But Mama. but no one's making it. So
0: nope. Maybe at the PS6 reveal.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe maybe.
0: Um, you know what franchise needs to go away? I think I think it's disgusting. I think it looks disgusting. I never want to look at it.
2: Uh, Call of Duty. Odd World. Tarkov. Yeah, Wait, I don't what? know. Odd World. Odd World. Yeah. Nasty look It's got it's got that weird sort of cult classic type thing. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, people do actually like these games. Okay. Yeah, the
1: people I, I, who like I, those I games those... fucking like those games. I didn't know yeah. people still like them. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: wow, Oddworld. Uh, and then I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, it this this still looks like Oddworld. And I'm like, man, that I, I those guys are nasty.
1: Um, it's when he was introducing it. and He said Oddworld on the screen. I'm like. Oh, I guess they're doing an odd world game, but then he started talking about it like it was going to be some like deep emotional experience that was going to stay <laughs> with you for the rest of your life, and then it was just yeah. another odd world game. So, I mean, okay. hey,
0: any Oddworld fans listening? Uh, d- does that do these games evoke something in you maybe that like I just don't know? Like maybe they well, maybe... They're like, you'll be deciding the
2: fate of your species. It's like so, me. May- okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> do um,
0: you love Oddworld?
2: Call 1-800
0: Oddworld. So we had all the games um, that they showed cool games, nice games, fun games. Then at the end, the thing people weren't sure if they would do because it seemed like the messaging before the event was, oh, just this is a bunch of games, guys. Like, don't worry, you know, uh, don't, you know, you know, we have more to say than another, another day, too. This isn't the end of uh, PS5 coverage. Um, they did show the console, though. Uh, mm-hmm. which is the thing everybody wanted. And I was worried after Horizon. I'm like, ah, shit. I'm like, they, they ain't showing it. Damn it, I want to see this fucking box. Uh, and then they do their super cool hype, to, you know, the little dip and dot things formed the console. Uh, everybody got to take a look at the PlayStation 5 for the very first time. After having months to digest the two-tone of the controller. Uh, for everybody who hates two-tone, the console is also two-tone. What do you guys think of the box? Well, I'm glad it's not the toilet seat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I
1: I hope they sell it in black.
2: I hope they sell it in black too. Um, I admire that they've not just made a box, but also that looks like it's a pain on the ass <laughs> in the ass to lay on its side. You've yeah. got to have it upright. Um, well, and the problem with white it gets grubby. And They've made it so that the entire plastic is mottled with little X's, squares, yeah. circles, and triangles, mm-hmm. and that's just going to catch the dust even more. And it's going to look awful within a month.
0: I think it looks cool with the X's, uh, circles, and triangles and squares. But I feel your, I feel your, uh, I feel your uh, pain though. I get well, that's what, why I get it used you're to be in from.
1: Black, really.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my couple of things is i like generally the way that it looks but i do think it's a little bit impractical i guess um because i don't know if anyone had like an original xbox 360 where you had Mm -hmm. to you really had to have it lying down or otherwise if you had it in that upright position it fucked up the disc drive really badly um Mm.
2: well because they had that curve the curve thing going on as well didn't they yeah. I
1: don't think it was as prominent.
2: Not as prominent, prominent yeah. but... I ruined my Halo but... 3
0: disc Quit my 360.
1: <sighs> um, my, <laughs> my worry is that because it's curvy, I don't actually have a place to put one because currently I don't have a ton of room, so my mm-hmm. TV is on top of my PlayStation 4, but if it's curvy, I can't do that. So I, I ain't got room for one.
2: <laughs> That's why you have to get an Xbox.
1: I mean, I kind of wish it was a little bit more like the Xbox, but um, I haven't seen gameplay from the Xbox yet, despite the fact that they've told me that I have. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't it's know.
0: a weird design. It's big, too. Um, they had... Uh, there's a picture going around that shows you its relative size to the PS3 all through every other console through the, you know that generation onward and it is bigger than the PS3 fat the big fat boy PS3 it is bigger than that even and that has always been the biggest console that i've ever seen on a on a friend's shelf has been that thing my one friend still has mm. the original PS3 and i'm like that thing is just a chunky sob man that like i just like i 've never owned one of those ones, so like i've never really seen it in action, uh, and to know, but this is bigger than that uh in every way um is interesting to me to think about in perspective of like. You know, even even for me, like where I'm going to put it, I'm going to have to. I want to get a new TV eventually anyway, and I I really want to. I guess I I have to get a new stand. I'm going to have to consider the dimensions of this thing when buying said stand, um, and whether or not I'm going to have it horizontal or vertical. I've never had a console vertical in my life. I just always feel nervous about it falling. You know, Mm. um, because most of the time they're not designed like they they need a stand. So like my PC tower is a big fat bottomed box and like that mm-hmm. thing is not tipping over unless uh, the big show runs through my room and knocks it over. Uh this thing looks like if I step if I if like let's say I fall in my room, that console's gonna go blah, 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 like it wobbling around yeah. and its stands it's gonna freak me the fuck out.
2: Uh the only two consoles I've ever had stood upright are the Wii, because it came with a stand and it looked better in that stand than it did. It did look out good of at
0: standing up. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the, uh, the 360S. Was it the S? The black one? Yes. uh uh-huh. That was, um, that had the touch-sensitive front button. That one yeah. That was a
0: nice console. Um,
1: yeah, it really was. One thing about Xbox, the consoles always look pretty good, in my opinion.
0: I'd... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think the Xbox One yeah. S and the Elite, uh, or the Xbox X and the Elite, um, the Xbox yeah. One X, I think are really nice looking, like simple Boxes. but elegant looking machines that look really good. Um, and I the think... question I have. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I. I was going to talk about the box of the one uh, or the uh, Series X, but we'll get to that anyway. But uh, what were you going to say instead?
2: I was going to say I guess it's it's similar that if you're saying that this is bigger than the original PS3. I don't entirely understand how, because it's got an SSD now.
3: Yeah, so Seeing what's SS- taking SSD. up all of
2: that? Sp-
0: What's all that space? I think the general idea, from what I've been able to read, is that they really want to improve airflow, too, in this thing. They don't really want it. Because everyone complained that the PS4 sounds like a jet engine, and it does. Um, <laughs> it absolutely sounds like, you know, even the pro. It doesn't matter what model you have. I'm playing Soccer Wars, and, like, that game that game looks like a PS3 anime, and, like, I turn it on, and it's just... <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ, man. This thing's dusted out. What's going on in there? <laughs> um... Why is it so hot? I get it's only 30, thirty frames. So I think the idea is that like they're trying a different cooling solution, and they and they want more airflow. And I guess, I mean, I could be wrong. But I guess I'll wait for the digital foundry shit. But I guess the idea is that the bigger the box, the more and, and the more vents and fans and whatever you're working with in there will help that. Um, I mean, the, the the Series X is a giant cube which has a lot yeah, of room true. to circulate air. Um, but it looks elegant in that it's like, this thing will just fit there and nobody will question what it is because it just looks like a nice little box on my shelf. This thing looks like you got it out of a Destiny Engram. It looks like it's on Commander Shepard's shelf. This thing looks like a spaceship. Uh, and people are going to question it when they say, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? Uh, and you go, oh, That's my PlayStation 5. Um, I think that the digital one looks
2: better. Same. Mm-hmm. But... I wouldn't get the digital one. Me neither. I I need to be able to buy cheap Like, the the reason... The only reason that I would buy the digital one is if they had... I guess PlayStation Now is sort of like Games Pass. Right. If they had that, and it would have to be, like, significantly cheaper to offset the fact that I was going to be buying everything digitally.
0: Because, you know, whether someone buys primarily digitally or not, like, I typically buy digital most of the time. I still... I still, throughout the year, pick up a f- significant amount of physical games, too, in various through various means. Like, you know, oh, this game's on sale on Amazon or Best Buy, or oh, I'm on Target. The clearance rack has Attack on Titan 2 for $4. Like, yeah, I can't get that for $4 literally anywhere else. It's $60 on the PSN. So, yeah, I'm going to buy that shit. If I don't have a disk drive, I have none of those options available to me anymore. So, even though it's the uglier one with, like, a weird lump, it's the only option for me personally. Because, like, yeah, like, I, I need that ability also to be able to like buy a game physical for somebody in my house who also has a ps5 and that i that Mm -hmm. i'm i can't console share with because i'm already doing it with my dad and so like it's you know the ability to be able to pass games around to and you know it's funny i I list all these positives the physical games and i barely buy them but i need the option you know i I need Mm. it yep it, yeah. The Digital one is is the better one, and, and you know, the sentiment online is that that's probably the one they designed first is is tr- yeah. probably true because it's symmetrical and it does it looks it looks nicer. It just does. Um, the weird thing about it, I, I didn't realize this until last night, is that it looks like you also need the stand to lay it horizontal. Um yes. If you yeah, if you look at pictures of it horizontal, the stand is sitting in the center of the bottom of the console um, because it can't well, lay flush. It, it's yeah, like a weird,
2: it's it, it, lumpy thing. It, be on this weird little... It's only going to be touching at the edges, because so, even at the top and the bottom, it's still sort of, like, bowing out.
0: So I wonder, is there going to be an indication of where it's best to place that stand in the center? Because, like, that also, that's also weird to me, too, a little bit. As much as I like the design of this thing, that I have some questions about, because I'm curious, like, is there going to be a, a way to lock it in? Because, like, I'm sure you could lock it in when you're standing horizontal. horizontal. I can't imagine there's a way to lock it in uh, or I mean, vertical. I can't imagine there's a way to lock it in horizontal because of it would look weird standing up. If there's like weird little notches on the bottom of it, yeah, or on one side of it. So like, it, unless it's magnetic. Hmm. I wonder if there's some way to snap it. Yeah, something like that. Uh, ruin the. Just insights. like little tiny micro magnets. Um. Yeah, I'm really I'm really curious. I I, I want to see somebody. I I want to see like Digital Foundry or Wired or somebody get their hands on the on the console itself and give a little tour of the hardware. And I'm sure Sony will do that at some point. Um, mm. you know there's a lot more to reveal about this console you know like the i mean and we almost thought, i thought we were gonna they teased the fucking home screen for half a second in the damn show they had the mm. startup screen pop up with the press the ps button and i'm like holy shit are they gonna like launch a game through the Nope. um you bastards uh because that's the other thing i really want to see is the ui and and everything too is it going to be super similar to the ps4 is it gonna are they gonna shake things up who knows? I don't really care personally, but I mean, like I, I like fancy stuff. They're gonna change it up uh, in some way. Um, yeah. No price though. No price yet.
1: Nope. What What no price doubt. would you be okay with paying <sighs> to get one day one?
0: So it's it's. Hmm. Well, the thing is, is I'm gonna get it regardless. At this point, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm gonna drop. What Whatever. if it's a
1: thousand dollars,
0: yeah, like there's gonna be a point where you're like okay that's too much for day one, I mean that's a crazy hypothetical uh i don't think it would be a thousand,
2: but, but
1: what if it was
0: yeah yeah what what is the most that you would pay for this this router? the most that I would pay but the thing is, is i'm gonna I would end up paying that is my problem, but i wouldn't want to uh the most I would pay and be like Ugh, Okay, I can deal with this. Is like seven hundred, maybe, but I don't want wow.
1: to. That wow, oh, that, that was higher than I was. That was higher than I was thinking you were going to say. And how much? That is what six
0: fifty? No, no, five five sixty. And how much do I think it'll be? I think it'll be six hundred dollars. Is what I think. Um, I want to be wrong on that. Uh, I
1: hope you're wrong. Uh,
0: I don't think it'll be four hundred. I don't think it'll be the same as the PS4. Um, I, I, think I think the six, sweet spot is five. If they want to, yeah, uh, like
1: yeah,
2: six hundred is my upper limit of what I would expect it to be, because uh, that's then about four hundred eighty, still yeah. pretty expensive. Four hundred eighty pounds, still pretty expensive. But I was like, well, I imagine it's probably going to be in the the four hundred to four fifty.
0: I don't think it'll be seven hundred dollars. I mean, I'm dropping these numbers down. I, I don't think it'll be that much. Um, I'm Because in my head, I'm like,
2: I hope that they're still thinking, man, the PS3 was way too expensive. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I mean, I'm thinking, uh, you know, as the technology gets better, it's like they're always going to sell it at a loss in some way, like they always do with these consoles. And I'm just wondering how much of a loss are they willing to sell these new ones at? And I feel like both companies are waiting for the other one to put the price out there. Like, they probably but have that, things yeah. in mind, and it's like nobody has talked about it yet nobody has even hinted at it nobody has nobody wants to like especially I feel now like
1: they've got to start putting it out though because people need to save up for these things because this is like to. a once in seven year purchase this is these not. things are
0: months away they need to put a price out at some point like they like soon they have to like like they can't keep farting around with it part of me wonders
2: if a the reason like that it might be more expensive or that they're just not saying anything yet is I mean, they've said that there's been no issues with production because of right. COVID. Uh, I probably should bleep that word. I think that YouTube doesn't like it. Um, and they're like trying not to have that knock on and be like, well, we've had to pay extra for the production, but we can't right. like, we wanted to sell it at 450 but now that's like a $200 loss or whatever per unit. We need to up the price, but can we get away with not upping it? I'm wondering if that's. I mean, part of the reason.
0: I guess you know, in Sony's benefit, this thing's gonna. This thing has the, uh, uh, you know, uh, lucky one-up of being the sequel to one of the best-selling consoles of all time, and that this thing is gonna sell a lot if it's priced appropriately. To where hmm. I, I'm not a businessman, but I feel like Sony can recoup their losses pretty easily with the PlayStation Five. Just based on the hype around it alone, too. I mean, you know, most liked, most watched Instagram posts, you know, like, just the amount of buzz around everything they've put out, even if it's been a fucking logo, has been insane. You know, you know like, people really want this thing, or want to see this thing. Um, and PS4 is, the, you know, that was the big one for for this previous gen. I think they have the benefit of potentially being able to maybe sell it a little cheaper um, than Xbox, but I also think both, uh, both companies are going to do well. So like it's, I don't know. I'd, I, but they have to announce it soon. They, they 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 can't they can't keep it a fucking mystery uh, this entire summer.
2: I'd guess that Microsoft would be more inclined to take a larger loss. True, because Phil Spencer of how much is, they like yeah. properly cocked up. Like like the follow up to all right. The PS4 is done really well, so the PS5 is going to do great. That's a good point. The three the three sixty did amazingly. Uh, and then they just pissed it all away with the always online and, it's and more the of a TV box, blah blah yeah. blah okay. blah okay. blah. And the um yeah. So Go maybe ahead. they'll be like, okay, we need to. We've won some people back, but now we definitely need to win people back, and we can't. Good point. I don't
3: know. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Yeah, is it, it's there's so many potential variables, and uh, you know, state of the world included, and it's like, well. Please don't be a thousand dollars. That would be insane. That that would I would, that would blo- I would faint. I think if I, if that came out as the price. Imagine straight faced announcing that price. Like you have to be out of your mind to come we on. We want and, people to work three yeah.
1: jobs in order to afford one, Look, so that they're really happy with I'm, their
0: purchase. I'm Jim Ryan. You want to pay a thousand dollars for your console? Of course you do. We're Sony. Was that good?
1: That was good.
0: Thanks. I'm
2: proud
3: of you I don't
0: don't know who it was meant to be Jim Rowland at Sony I don't don't think I know that man watch it back, yeah he's the new Sony guy um, Uh, after um, uh, Sean Layden left Uh, he's very intimidating looking like he's going to beat you up in a Guy Ritchie film but
1: um Uh, I don't think I'm going to buy one at launch um, just because, I don't know the thing that I'm the most excited about is probably not going to be out for quite a while yet right yeah, it depends um, on the launch
0: lineup looks, really, yeah, for a lot of people, probably. Um, and so far, we don't actually know what any of the launches.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. But considering I bought my PS4 secondhand for 90 quid, it's going to be a bit steep for me to then have to pay yeah. £450 pounds for and a new console.
0: A lot of the big games so, coming out this fall are still are games that are announced for current gen. You know what I mean? Like We're looking at hmm. Cyberpunk, we're looking at Yakuza, we're, you know, we're looking at even stuff like the last of us and ghost of tsushima and a lot of the stuff coming out over the next few months are things you're not going to need to buy any new hardware to play uh Mm. so i mean you know it's it's depending on what the launch titles are for a lot of people and and then factoring in the price it 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 might be a wait and see for a lot of people and i think it will be anyway just due to you know the way everyone's lives have been shaken up um with financials especially too it's going to be an interesting year to see you know how these things do um and where everyone's sitting at in November, October, you know, depending on when these things launch. So, yeah, yeah. it'll be an inter- interesting year coming up. Um, but now we've seen all the cards on the table from both from both uh, Sony and Microsoft. Um, and I'm oh, generally pretty excited uh, overall um, to see where everything ends up uh, at the end of this year, in the gaming world, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to know what Nintendo are doing for the next, That's for the, the next I was just gonna, six I was just going to bring it up.
0: I was just going to bring that up. So we've had all these shows. We've we've talked about you know the confusing, twisted labyrinth of E three conferences. We've talked about Sony. Where the fuck is Nintendo? Where are you guys? Where, they where just are have you? Paper
1: Mario and that's it. And yeah. I don't get it.
0: They like, oh, go Paper Mario at seven a.m. on a Wednesday. What the
2: hell? What? The, what the fuck? <laughs> well, there was another. Apparently, there was another trailer for it. Mm-hmm. It dropped on
0: Friday. I, I was like, oh, okay. since the switch, I have like I've I've always enjoyed directs because I think they're one of the best formats for anything. They've nailed it. Like it, it's always a joy to watch, even if it's shit that sucks because it's succinct in a way that nobody else nails, uh, mm. it, and it's friendly and it makes you happy, uh, even if yeah. it's something stupid. Because it's like, oh, that game's coming out. it was like bubble gum drops in it. Oh, it's available now. Oh, this, is, this shit's fun. Um, they always nail that stuff, and. Especially in the Switch era, I love it. I, I love my Switch. I love anything. Like, just give me down to new games for it. I don't even give a shit what it is. I'm going to get excited because it's like, shit, it's on the Switch. Oh, my God. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I get pumped. We have not had a proper where's GTA, direct. Where's GTA 5 on the Switch?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coming. First direct, first big thing that happens. Uh, it's going to show PS4 <laughs> footage. It opens with Rockstar. And, and you're going to wait for the Switch, <laughs> over to Switch footage, and it doesn't. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I we haven't had a proper big media old direct uh, in months, months and months. Was it? Sep- did we have one this year, or was the no. last one last September? Everyone was waiting for the January direct, and it never happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we did get a direct, and there was like nothing there.
0: We got like a Xenoblade direct uh, to like show off Definitive Edition, give the release date of Definitive Edition, and then we got like, yeah, and that was the only stuff. thing of
1: note that actually happened in that direct, right?
0: Yeah i think so so yeah what's uh, i hope they do something i mean i don't know if they've gone on record of saying they just aren't doing any until later this year but i mean they don't have a big fall game announced and you know they have a big fall game like they won't not have a big fall game so
2: i keep hearing
1: rumors of like oh metroid prime trilogy oh, oh yeah oh, uh yeah. what else have i heard rumors of
2: uh, The Mario collection.
1: Yeah, the Mario yes, the 3D back. platformer collection. And we've just, like, just do a stream. Like, even if it's not for a while, just tell me what I've got to look forward to because I've yeah. just been stuck in the house for four months and I'm bored. Like, Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah,
2: because, like, the last thing they said was, like, a week or two before there was a rumoured direct and then just said, yeah, we're not going to do one. If you're a third party, just announce stuff when you want. Did you um, see?
1: We the most exciting thing for, in terms of Switch news recently is the first screenshot of No More Heroes came out. Oh, did it? It did.
2: Is uh, it just the title?
1: No, it's Travis stood outside of the No More Heroes motel, but it was taken mm. on a uh, ca- like a camera phone
2: <laughs> oh. of
1: a screen with like a Rick and Morty figure next to Travis. It was weird. Okay. Um, I was really hoping that we'd have because that's supposed to be this year. Mm. I was really hoping we'd have news about Travis. No, not Travis Strikes Again. No More Heroes Three. I have.
2: Um, I don't
0: know. Way too much riding on Brother to Wild Two.
1: Tingle costume. Yeah.
2: Tingle costume for Legend of Zelda Two. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I obviously want. News. I want to know
0: what I can look forward to play, but maybe August? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's got to be the summer. It's got to be. If it's it? a, especially if it's a big game that needs to be marketed uh, in some way. I mean, even if it doesn't need to but be marketed, it's still, the company's going to want to market it, whatever But you
2: just thought that they'd want to, like, supermarket Paper Mario? Maybe.
0: Is Paper Mario a train station advertisement? probably not right I can't go to a train
1: station right now to tell you
0: if our our big fall game is something like a new Mario game or a Mario Kart or something they want to sell 20 million copies um, they're going to want to advertise that sucker Uh, brand recognition but then
2: they could could also announce that just two weeks before it came out some posters go up and people go oh crap there's a Mario Kart coming
0: out in two weeks true they gotta do something I hope soon I miss them I missed the him directs, and I you know, I do too. you know, like I understand why. A few months ago, we didn't really hear much. A lot of uncertainty, but I mean, like, t- you tell us like something. Like, you know, I know you guys are di- in there doing stuff. Like, you guys are putting updates out for your games and putting out Paper Mario. Ch- I know you guys are walking around in there. What are you guys doing? What do you got mm-hmm. cooking up?
3: Let I gotta dress like fucking
0: Tingle, <laughs> Nintendo. Come on, man, give me something. I mean, now I know for a fact it won't be worth in a while too. After the way this year has gone. even if that game was planned for this year no longer I am gonna gonna dress like Tingle uh, on a stream this year and that's unfortunate for me it's gonna be a remake of the 3DS Pikmin
1: (laughs) oh that was another thing I heard Pikmin 3 port yeah I keep hearing all these rumors and nothing to substantiate them but I get excited anyway
2: nothing to substantiate them except for blind hope
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) never played a Pikmin game Uh, so port it Nintendo let's go man
1: Three is it. really good.
0: Three is
2: pretty
1: good. Hashtag buy Metroid.
0: Hashtag QuakePakvin. Hashtag buy Metroid. Hey, this isn't it's not, that ball's in Nintendo's court now, you know? I don't have a Wii U anymore. Come on, Nintendo. I gotta buy Metroid. You know? Um but yeah. But yeah, it's unfortunate. It's uh hopefully that's the last piece of the puzzle right now for me, you know what I mean, for the for this the summer of games here. Uh I'd I'd love a, a sickle uh, Nintendo announcement to just kind of bring it all home, but uh, you know, what, I, want, I
1: want them to just be like, We've got some news for you Monolith Soft's new fantasy RPG, and I would die happy just from seeing it because they've had like this concept art picture floating around for ages mm-hmm. and it looks super cool, and not heard anything about that in like three whole years. So,
0: this is the year. Did...
1: But, but it's then they did the Definitive Edition oh, Yeah. then played.
0: Speaking of, do we want to talk about what we've been playing? Any other thoughts on any yes. shows?
1: Uh, Ooblets.
0: <sighs> oh yeah, yeah Ooblets, Ooblets is getting a little, uh, it's getting a warmer coming, you know, we've been asking for this and more information on Ooblets every E3 as a collective and it's finally
2: Ooblets. happening. Was
1: it
0: August?
1: It just said Summer 2020.
2: Okay, I might have seen someone hypothesize August then. Maybe it's next week. Uh,
1: um, also, Potionomics looks cool and so does Among Trees. That's my entire takeaway from... Uh...
2: True, true. Uh, evil <laughs> evil Genius Simulator or whatever it was. Oh, Kinross, did you cool. see
1: that flying city builder?
2: Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw I was the like, trailer, is it, I went... Is, it, is that a city builder yeah. in the
0: sky? <laughs> as soon as I
2: yes. saw that, I went,
0: Kinross. <laughs> that is a Kinross game.
2: Um, Kato looked kind of cute and interesting. That was the top-down puzzle map-making thing.
1: Oh, Here's... yeah! Here's another thing. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Hmm. Looks Did garbage. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was the hardest How... turnaround, because they were, like, <laughs> talking, oh, there's a. I like farming and meeting people, and Ebby and I were like, oh. And Steven was like, you're going to like this one. And then they said, Story of Seasons. And we're like, oh. <laughs> He's like, okay, maybe not.
1: I just threw it up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> um, no, I just don't understand how they're remaking Friends of Mineral Town, and you can choose from four playable characters, which are two generic white dudes and two generic white girls. Like, it's a remake. Let me design my own character. It's not. It's not impossible now. Just Let just me looks do it.
0: Brody, it just looks nasty.
2: I remain of the opinion that a choice of four is worse than a choice of two. Just give like... me male. If you if you are gonna limit it that much, give me a male character and a female character. Yeah. Don't give me two of each, and they both look kind <laughs> of the same. Yeah.
0: The illusion of choice, really. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I. I yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: what was the other? There was like one other little, weird, quirky thing that I was like,
1: that seems kind of cool. Haven is the one that sticks out to me. Haven looks cool. Haven as hell. is also good. I think yeah, Haven looks Haven, really Haven, really Haven 2.
2: Neat. Um
0: Shadow Man. Shadow
1: <laughs> Man Remastered. I've
0: never <laughs> heard of that game. What the hell is that?
1: It's a cult classic, Bill.
0: I'm not in that cult.
1: What the <laughs> hell is that? Oh, but you will be when you uh lose a bet one day and have to play Shadow Man <laughs> Remastered Fuck, in a tingle costume.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, if
0: you want it to be. I mean, I'm going to have uh, that fucking Tingle costume. I'm going to have to use it more than once, so you know.
1: You could do Gandalf dressed as Tingle. There we go. I can't find what
2: this other, this other game was. There was another, like, little... Oh, Cartel Tycoon. That looked kind mm. of fun, too. There
1: were some good games oh. at the PC gaming show. I just think PC yeah. gaming show in general is not good, so... Yeah.
0: Hey, Persona's on PC yeah. now. Mm. Mm. I won't
2: play
1: it. Cool I hope stuff. that I mean, comes maybe out yeah. on Switch because I think what Persona 4 needs is to be on a portable console. Um,
2: it needs to be on a portable console where it doesn't cripple your hands.
1: It's never been done before. It's never been on a portable console. Not, they not all once. cripple my so.
0: hands. They all cripple my hands.
1: How big are your hands? That's what I want to know. They're not actually are that they... big. Are they fragile? Just like small and I fragile. Just, <laughs> I think they just suck. <laughs> they just suck. Are they or small? they just
3: crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Might be. Um, uh, they like lock up. Uh, I think that's I think that's um, carpal tunnel type stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. It does sound like it. Yeah. Which I wouldn't oh, be surprised your... at this point. I know that we wanted to move on, but
2: what was your opinion on um, the Outlast game?
0: Is it Outlast game? that I miss Any of that? interest
1: you? The Outlast,
0: Outlast trails. Oh, I didn't see that. Was that a PC gaming show? I kind of tuned out. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. Um,
1: it looked spooky. And it looked very spooky, but Ooh, it did co-op. look like an Outlast game. So
0: it was co-op.
2: Yeah, it's a co- it's a co-op. Like I don't even know how to describe it
0: because well, I was just listening to it. Well, Dad. <laughs> <Also> <laughs> my dad. There we go. Um,
1: I'm well. Yeah. I'm
0: interested in that now. Um, thank you for bringing that up because I didn't even. I tuned out. I
1: guess. Watch that
0: oh, trailer and, Torch, and tell Tor- me
2: it's not disgusting, though. Probably it is. Uh, the only other thing, now I found them Fate Tactics and Torchlight 3.
0: Ooh, Faye Tactics looks sick, dude! Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes, dude, that art was amazing! Oh my god, yeah! Mm. So, so inviting! Hell yeah, man! Forgot about that game.
2: I know that I've basically listed 90% of the game, uh, of the game show thing, but you know what? It's because there was a lot of, like. Look good. Interesting stuff. Indies. Screw Icarus. I don't think that I like that game.
0: Which one was that? That's the Dean Hall one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Googled Icarus and got the actual Greek mythology Icarus instead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 You know, at the end of the day, you know... I've complained about missing some things, but we still got lists of new games coming out that are still fun. So, at the end of the day, True. I don't want to be too, uh, you know, a uh, downer boy about it, but, uh, you know, I just like it to be a little more organized. Uh, you know, I, I, I want the 3 back next year.
1: Here's the thing. I want a PC show that's not too long. I want an indie games thing, but I want one. I don't want seven.
3: Yeah. 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 I
1: want my AAA stuff. I miss Ubisoft. I never miss Ubisoft, but I do now, because I, I, I want to know what's happening with... What was that game called? Gods and Monsters? Gods and Monsters. I want to know what, what's going on with that. The one that released in February. Yeah, it, was, it had a release date of February until about March, so... Did you see what happened with that game? <laughs> no. Nope.
0: Yeah, um, Stadia accidentally leaked the build onto Stadia. Oh. And people were able to play it for like 30 minutes.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it's Breath of the Wild
1: and people say it's so good. that's what I wanted that's <laughs> but, what I wanted so, so yeah um, so, so there exciting. was a
2: build that Stadia had that was playable and people have enjoyed it but it's not it's interesting on any radar at the moment yeah. whatsoever like there's probably more what, what to that? I'm it?
1: gonna check what their website says actually gods and um, monsters
0: I think it just um, last I checked it just says 2020
2: you
1: know what's interesting
0: uh, it's gonna be funny to watch you know open world games going forward you know, in a post-Breath of the Wild world where a lot of a lot of companies over the years have copied Ubisoft, you know, their template of open world. Mm. That they kind of pioneered with Assassin's Creed and Far Cry 3 and all that stuff. Uh, now Ubisoft is copying Breath of the Wild, which Breath of the Wild did its own thing. Uh, yeah. And now we get to see, is it going to go full circle? Or are people going to copy Ubisoft again? But now indirectly copying Breath of the Wild? We're going to find out. Open world games will forever be changed on the SSD in a post-Breath of the Wild world. Exciting stuff. <sighs> I, I just want games. I hope.
2: I want. I want games, and I want money to play games. <laughs> yeah. And also, that's and I also want right time. There, I want time <laughs> to play games. Because I've t- I've taken this E3 week off as usual. I've done next to nothing with it other than play Final
0: Fantasy. That's the, hey, that's the dream. Hey, vacationing in an Nord- in aortia, baby.
1: Aortia,
3: aortia,
1: mania and the silence. Bleh. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see. Oh God, sorry. I'll be curious to see what goes on after this week because everything yep. is so spread out. So mm. I don't think what was it like twelfth of July that we get.
2: Ubisoft. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I've
0: got.
2: I've got to. Rem- I've got to remember that there's a Baldur's Gate thing on the the eighteenth.
0: Oh yeah, game looks cool as hell. Um, I love that Larian guy. Um, the like studio Sven- yeah Something. i'm
1: actually i'm actually gonna see if they updated this website to see what got revealed the, the thing that was happening while
0: dude's an infectious ball of energy i love the man yeah
1: Ooh. Uh, he,
2: he blew out his mic though <laughs> he's just so happy and bouncy and
1: um a lot of stuff got announced while we were recording this podcast <laughs> oh jesus like a lot of stuff
2: Okay, on what, the... Uh, IGN or the...
1: Guerrilla Collective Day 2.
2: Alright, let's have a look.
0: What the hell? There's a Guerrilla Collective sale going on too on uh, Steam.
2: I only see one thing. (laughs) The Guerrilla Collective! Uh, It's kind of funny and mix. So it's like... uh, Skatebird!
1: Sorry. Oh, crap, that got a date? Quarter
2: one, one, Okay. Hell yeah. Man, this news cannot get fresher.
1: I mean, by the time uh, it goes out, you know.
2: I mean, it's still pretty
1: fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Summer in uh, Mara comes out in two days.
2: Uh, Jay and Silent Bob have a game. Of course. Okay. Uh...
1: Haven's coming to Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if we knew that.
2: I think I'd seen it on the uh, show last night. I like how many games have demos now. I
0: will say that.
1: Mm. Yeah, a lot Um, of demos
0: got announced over the last few days. Yeah, it's pretty nice.
1: So, yeah. Uh, Anyway. Sick. More stuff to dive into on
0: another day. Fucking, I'm sure more games will get announced tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, it's freaking nuts. Um but those are the games of the future. We've been playing some games.
1: Now. We're in the future though.
0: Um so a lot of um JRPG action been going on amongst <laughs> the crew here lately. Um both oh in boy. the offline world and in the online world. Um mm-hmm. because 14 is a JRPG. Uh did we want to talk about uh Xenoblade first? We should
1: talk about Xenoblade first because I'm eager, I'm eager to talk with you voice to voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. For, About uh, is that a text and Twitch chat. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, for those of you out there who don't know, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition came out on the Nintendo Switch uh, two weeks ago uh, after being, you know, a tumultuous life- for this first game in the series. Now, a very successful franchise for Nintendo. But at one point, they didn't even want to fucking localize a damn thing. It got localized by Europe only. Uh, Super low printing for the Wii. Shit cost like $100 on eBay at the time. Um, was Was this rare, but esteemed, amazing, best RPG of all time caliber game just hanging out on the Wii. Got a 3DS port. More people got to play it. People are like shit. This game's good, Nintendo. Thank you. Now it's on the Switch in HD.
1: They made an anime, and I'm really happy.
0: They redid all because the models.
1: It, it was not anime before. If you uh, watch some old cutscenes, you'll be like, "Wow,
0: it's weird looking."
1: Super glad I waited <laughs> this long to play this game. It
0: almost feels like fate for me because I tried. It, I tried playing it on the Wii, and I think we might have even talked about it on the show at some point. Uh, And I'd love to go back and find that episode and hear exactly what I said back then about the game. Um, You don't have to slap old Bill. Yeah, I believe my complaints were uh, stuff about the side quests, stuff about I mean, probably me just sucking. Honestly, like that—that's. Uh, I mean, besides the side quest, I don't know what other problems I would have had with the game besides me sucking. Uh, well, in 2020, I don't suck, uh, so um, I'm a gamer yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it another shot, um, and I've you know I've this is the second in the line of. Uh, Billy redeems himself with his friend Abby. Uh, line of games, I uh, mm-hmm. went back and I beat a Fire Emblem game. Uh, now I'm going back and I'm playing this, and I I love it. I love it.
2: That makes you two better than me. Um, I don't think that I've redeemed myself to Abby on anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. You know, and as I was talking in uh, on my stream uh, the other night. Uh, I was talking with Chad about how um, as I'm playing it, I, I like to try to you know think about things that. Because like, there's a difference between something I don't like about a game, and then like me complaining as I'm playing I'm Like, fucking Ryan, you idiot! What are you doing, dude? Why aren't you in the chain <laughs> attack? You goddamn bastard! You're not dazed or anything.
1: Um, um like... sorry, what's this Ryan Slender? <laughs> r- I oh, won't he's... stand for sometimes it. Sometimes he's just
0: not in the chain attack. I don't know what he's doing sometimes. Um, but he's, he's a great. Probably
1: man. cut off from you. That's not his <laughs> fault. He's trying to tank.
0: Uh, sometimes he doesn't topple.
1: Um, yeah, well, that's because he's got one topple move and it's probably on cooldown.
0: Yeah. It's weird that he only has one. Other people have, like, two, three. Other people have multiple days' multiple breaks. What's going on? The game kind of did run dirty there. Um, but no, like, there's a difference between something I don't like about a game and something I'm, like, maybe complaining about on stream that's, like, giving me trouble. But at the end of the day, it's not really, like, a bad thing in the game. It's just I'm either sucking at that moment or I'm just... I'm in a hard fight. It's just hard. Um, I was hashing it out with chat and I'm thinking like I don't think there's many things in this game that I truly don't like or like things that are really big detractors for me while playing it you know coming to terms with the way this game does its side quest is is not the way you do side quests in say the witcher or you no. know mass effect you're not going like oh there's like three side quests here let me accept those and they you know they're very deep and and you know you're doing them to get a story out of them there's some in here that are named that have little stories you know for the affinity chart and stuff like that which is a really cool system but for the most part the, the reconciliation one must make with the side quests in this game is that they exist to be accepted and forgotten about as you're doing the story. You, you won't realize you've just completed 20 side quests in the span of two hours just by running to the next objective. By picking shit mm-hmm. up, killing things, and it's like, boom, money, 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 money. And that's how you're making money in this game. Like That's the best way to make money that I have found. Uh, and I have hundreds of thousands of dollars now uh, because I just accept quests and I have fun with it. Um, the so... second best way is to have
2: played Xenoblade Chronicles
0: 2.
1: Yeah, you get you get a hundred you get a hundred thousand gold for free if you played Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, too. That's a
0: nice little boost. That's a nice little booster. Of the game yeah, it's
1: booster. all gone on skill books, but yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, let me buy my <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it means that you could character.
0: buy the skill books
2: at the start rather yeah. than having to grind out.
1: Yeah, I think with the side quests though, um, I think that's more just a thing that you do to fill out the affinity chart rather than being like a deep, meaningful yeah. gameplay experience. That's the other
0: thing. Yeah, is is that's like once you realize that's how it's designed and it's because a lot of gamers nowadays have the tendency to want to complete every side quest it's like it's like a just a a, a just strong burning flame inside of your soul that oh i have to do all this stuff and in any game you never have to and a lot of times it makes you mad and (laughs) in xenoblade's case it will make you especially mad if you're that kind of completionist because there are gajillions of them Um, Mm -hmm. but they exist to serve a very specific purpose and you don't have to fulfill that purpose you're not missing out on anything really by not like helping this guy paint something for the most part I gloss that side quest dialogue and I'm not missing anything
3: (laughs) <laughs> like, Sounds sometimes. like you've got a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you know, it's never anything super substantial, and I like it that way, though. I like it that way because it allows me... It gives me the opportunity to interact with the things that I do like more, and that's exploring the zones uh, and this world. And I think that's one thing that this RPG does very well, um, among many other things. I mean, the story, the characters, the music. But, like, a lot of games have their worlds as like a vessel for you to just move through. And like I'm going to use this area to like give you a nice some nice scenery and you're going to move through it to your next objective. But like there are like so many weird little uh, areas and notches and secret places and unique enemies and opportunities for loot and side quests and just interesting enemies to fight that like the thing I like about Xenoblade and the things that the side quests give me opportunities to do is see these zones because they are designed. They aren't just like copy paste rocks, copy paste this I'll make it a Valley it is like, you will find hidden areas and you will get experience bonuses for that. You will find monsters who are maybe five levels above you who are gold plated, who are elite, who will drop a weapon for Dunban or something like that, that you wouldn't have gotten. And there's no other way to get that. And like, it makes exploring the zones. It makes picking up the side quests, you know, the way that you get to see these things. It's not the side quests that you're... It's, it's not for the side quests itself that you're picking those up. It's, its like, everything else. It's these, like... It's the same way an MMO designs their zones. And, like, is that they they want you to see every corner of it. And they're going to make sure you do it if you pick up the side quests. And, like, oh, this side quest gives you monsters to kill in this corner. They would. They just want you to go to that fucking corner, man, because there's a weird little cave over there with with stuff in it, and it's like I appreciate that so much because maybe I would not have gone to that corner at all, and and like maybe a story side quest wouldn't have taken me to that corner for any good reason, but I have a reason to check it out because I have exclamation points over there, and every zone has been just a joy to like traverse, and like all of them: Satoral Marsh, Follock Mountain, um, uh. Bionis Leg? Feel? Whatever the hell. I forgot some of the names of the earlier ones. It's been 50 It's hours. called the Bionis Leg. Um, but yeah. You can
1: call it the Gower Plane if you want.
0: Yes. Um, they've all been... So Troll Marsh especially has been my favorite. Just like the, the moods in that zone are great. The areas in that zone are great. And it was in that zone yeah. specifically... That I'm like, oh, I'm getting like weird Breath of the Wild vibes from some of the uh, explorable spots in this game. Specifically, the one where you go into that weird lizard castle and you could like sneak behind them and open the hidden door and go up. And there's a boss up there to fight. And like, it's super hard. I wonder and you get a chest. And, and yeah, and then it clicked the me. It's like, yeah, of course, these guys helped with fucking Breath of the Wild. Like, of, of course, it feels like Breath of the Wild because yeah. their zones are designed the way Breath of the Wild was designed with curiosity in mind. And like, you could go objective to objective, but I think the best strength of this game, among many other things, like I said, is that each zone is not exhausting. Like, they're big, but some games go on too long and think they have more to show you than they do. Aha! Shenmue 3. Um, but Xenoblade, <laughs> has, Xenoblade Sorry, has a lot to show you in that, like, 50 hours in, instead of me thinking, wow, I'm 52 hours into a video game, when is this game going to end? Instead, I'm like, I don't want this game to end. Show me the next zone. Show me the next zone. I want to explore more zones. I want to fill out my collectopedia. I want to see... You know, I want to fight more shit because I'm loving the combat. Like, I love it. I love the zones. That's my... I love the game. Like, the way it's structured. I think it's fantastic. Sorry. Why am
1: uh, I getting, like, a little bit emotional about you talking about open... how <laughs> I love this game? <laughs> it's, it's just... It's a really well-paced
0: RPG in a way that I think the importance of... I think about back to back what we just played, also in Final Fantasy Seven Remake, and I and I and I'm mm-hmm. not using this as a doc for Seven Remake, but it's a very particular type of JRPG, and like it's a game really focused on pushing you through its narrative, more than allowing you to explore its world. And we'll get there in Seven in Remake too, hopefully, um, in that like here explore this world rather than like here's your cinematic JRPG. Whereas Xenoblade has all of that too, you know, like the cutscenes of all and the voice and the music and you know everything that we've seen I've seen in the story so far up to chapter 11 have all been like just hype as hell and exciting um, but like that's never they never do that at the expense of everything else either like there's really not much to explore in 7 Remake something like that that kind of JRPG again not docking it but like comparing the two games side by side Xenoblade's RPG design is like open world but not uh, and like they put so much emphasis on going on this uh, this journey. It feels like a, a lot of games don't feel like that too often anymore. Where it feels like you're watching a 300 episode anime, where like you're good, you're going across all these different biomes and all these different places and meeting all these different people and these different settlements and these different cultures. You, know, Mate, seeing, you don't
1: even know the fucking half like, of it yet. Seeing
0: the nopon and like seeing the <laughs> seeing Alchemoth, like seeing all these different places. It's like wow, this is like really cool for Shulk to see and you know like leaving his little colony and going out and you know this was a, a, a quest for revenge, but it's so much more and you know being involved in so many things and turning into a leader and you know it's so it's a beautiful story to see unfold so far for me i talked you know a little bit about that in my stream i don't want to go too into spoiler specifics i was spoiler specific on that stream because i was playing spoilers um so but in, in this instance like it feels massive to me uh and it and it Not at the expense of my boredom. Like, it never feels like it's exhausting me in any way, shape, or form. And that's also down to the fact that I think the combat is incredibly well thought out. And that it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot in there to, to chew on and learn. And I think that might have punched me in the face the first time I played it. And maybe I wasn't patient enough to learn it. And I think I had a similar experience with Fire Emblem. I would never say that Three Houses on normal mode has more or near as much depth as Xenoblade does. But it's a new thing for me. And like something I didn't, wasn't familiar with. Similar to this. And so taking the time to sit down and once you got a full party, you know, getting tips from, from you and, and Discord and, you know, whatever, and all that stuff helped me out to realize, oh, you know, you need to utilize Brick Topple Days. You, you need to keep party composition in mind. You need to, like, have your bar sorted right. Um, you're utilizing Chain attention. I don't so, ever sort um, my bar out. My bar it's... is the <laughs> default as it comes. I'm super like <laughs> anal about the bars, even if it's a character I don't control. Um, I look at it and go, "That." Just I've, got looks nasty. I've got my rotations.
1: I've got my rotations. I can't change it. Um, you
0: know, it's that level um, of depth is is so customizable, and there's so many systems to just like, to just chew on that. It's just oh, it's just such a treat. It's it's impossible for me to feel bored with it. There's always something going on.
1: I am so proud for a start. I want to say this as someone who has been telling everyone to play Xenoblade Chronicles for, like, five years at this point. Uh, Still, the point is, play Xenoblade Chronicles because it's real good. Um, But I feel, like, proud because it was, like, less than a week ago that I was giving you tips and telling you how to topple and whatever, and now you're like, let me tell you how gem crafting works. (laughs) It's uh, and yeah. I just I've just got such pride that you uh, stuck with it and learned it and are enjoying it. It's it's worth learning, in my opinion. I think so, but like, I the think systems so. For sure. the game. I
0: love it. I love it to death. It's uh, one of my favorite RPGs I've ever played in general. I, I think at this point. And like and like yeah. I mean you're telling me I don't even know the half of it, and like that's what excites me so much about the game is like where I'm at right now, at hour fifty two, could easily be the lead up to the end of the game. Where I'm at um mm. and I mean it's a location uh sword valley yeah I, that's where I'm at at the moment and it feels like mm. well are this is you know where Shulk wanted to go uh and I'm like huh there's like forty hours of this left.
1: I'm so excited mm. about that fact like uh, <laughs> it pumps me up
0: unless I'm closer to the end than I think, but I don't think I no know.
1: the the thing is it feels like it's got a build up and then you'll be like oh by the time you finish this game, yeah, that was perfectly paced. They did everything they needed to. They told the story that they needed to, and that's good. That's what excites me about Is... it.
0: Because up till this point, they've <sighs> nailed it all. Like just nailed everything that like I look for and, and appreciate in, a, in an RPG in a game. And um, it couldn't have come at a better time. You know, as I'm in the middle of my DRPG fever here, uh, and and really taking these games apart and, and beating them. I uh, I I believe on record possibly on record
2: had a lot of issues with the uh, the wii and the 3ds edition and haven't watched ebby play it on stream again i don't know if it's like one of those things where ebby just happens to know how to play the game and thus <laughs> makes it look better or whether there are actually things either in my own brain that have improved in the in the time or that they've tweaked in the 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 definitive edition, how, however, slightly. I honestly uh, don't
1: think they've actually tweaked that much in terms of how the game plays. Personally, I don't,
2: well, the more that I'm looking at it, the more I'm inclined to agree. I th- I am still of the mind that they have tweaked how the um, I don't know what it what it's called the the chain gauge.
0: Party gauge. I feel
2: like that again. That might either be because you're playing it better. I think it feels faster. It definitely takes longer to decay.
1: I don't think it fills faster, because the way that, that the, the way the that then. the chain gauge fills up is if you do like a move correctly. Um okay. you'll get a big like chunk of the, the chain gauge fill. So if you do uh, backslash while in the right position and it does effective damage, you'll get you'll get okay. a charge. And that's how it's always works. So if you know what you're doing, you can charge it pretty quick, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: no, it does, yeah. So
2: I might still suck at building it up, but because I sucked at building it up and then it was gone instantly, it was always miserable. So even if it takes me a long time to build it up, if it's taking longer to decay, that's okay, because eventually I'll get it.
1: I still haven't quite figured out, or if I did figure it out in the 3DS version, I don't remember, um, how you continue a chain attack um, yeah. From what
2: I recall seeing on either, it was a mix of Chronicles Two and maybe on Chron- a. Uh, I'm gonna a say
1: this right now. I fucking hate Chronicles Two and its chain attack system. I think it's garbage and overcomplicated. Um,
2: Fair enough. I well, from what I've read. Sorry, I've been I like got... trying. No, <laughs> no, uh, From what. I didn't mean to, like, emphasize Hell it like yeah. that. It was just because I was putting something down. Um Passion. From when I've been, like, trying to work out what skills do, because it was being weird, I think the extended chain attacks are a percentage chance based on your affinity between the two people that are about to be handed over. Right. So, like, from Shulk to Rhine or Ryan to Sharla, or Sharla to Shulk. So it's a percentage chance of that, which will then trigger the quick time event to extend it, And then it'll be another percentage chance um, with like a higher DC, I guess, um, to extend it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Because there was like a graph or a little uh, infographic where it was like spinning in circles of improved affinity shape, color Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it was implying that basically.
1: So party switching is what you're saying is detrimental.
2: (laughs) Potentially, yes. Depending on how affinity is built between party members. Like if affinity is only built within
1: I think, combat, then I yeah, don't think probably. it's the only place that's that it builds affinity. Um I think when you level up No, that's not right.
0: You can give gifts too. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how much that affects... Is that, is that what you're talking about? Like, your affinity between those characters? Like, your relationships with them gives yeah. you better chances? Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: like, if they're better friends, they'll be better, more likely to have... I haven't have, done
0: much gift-giving. Uh, a chain extension. Because uh, I feel like when I give gifts, they don't like any of the shit I give them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how,
1: uh, here's, I actually have a question for you. How do you feel about the heart-to-hearts that assume that you were there for something that happened 17 years ago and you were not there for?
0: Um, you know what's weird is like I haven't like done any. I've like, done barely any of them because half of them show up and it goes. You got to get further in the story for this one, and it's like okay. Um, all right. I guess I'll come back to the zone sometime, and then like I'll go to another one. Like oh, this person, you got to be like super best friends with this character you just got. And I'm like, all oh, right, well, like, I'm not. So, all right, I, I mean, I guess okay. okay. I've seen so maybe there's one three right at the them.
1: start of the game. Um. Where it's Shulk and Fiora. Oh, yeah, I
0: know what you're talking
1: about. I know what your question was. Yeah, go ahead. And Shulk's like, oh, we've been here before. And Fiora's like, do you remember why we were here? And you have to like pick between two of this thing that happened years ago that you weren't (laughs) present for. You just gotta guess.
2: I feel like the first one, the first question is always like, you've either played the game before and therefore know the answer looked up the uh, the answer right, probably, yeah. or you're just going to guess it and then the second question is going to be like okay how how do you think the characters would respond in this moment yeah. so it's like one's a history question and one's a personality question and it's either to make it neutral or slightly good or if you're reading a wiki you get the perfect route
0: I've gotten them all wrong i and... say that right now <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you. You don't know your party. <laughs> well, I've only done two of them where I've had to do that because, like I said, I haven't really gotten a chance to do too many heart to hearts. I got to look at my list. Thankfully, though, it adds them to the list, and I can look at that list whenever I want and see, like, okay, I need to get mm-hmm. my affinity up between Ryan and Charla, or, or whatever, um, and so I can go back and see that one heart to heart that I missed. Um, so I, I do eventually want to get on that, similarly to how, like, you know, I, I try to stay on top of my supports in uh, three houses. Um, but I've just uh-huh. been just so addicted to exploring the world that I haven't really done too much of that yet um,
1: yeah I, I'm really glad that you like it I've always been like one thing that I always point to when I'm trying to push people into playing Xenoblade is actually the world so I would like to know your opinion on how you, I know you said that you like the zones and stuff mm-hmm. but how does it make you feel to know that you started on the leg, on the like That's ankle cool. That's, if I'm yeah, honest, yeah. and you climbed up to the head? How I'm cool is that, though? Because,
0: um, one of the things, you know, the zones are part of it, uh, the setting, and knowing, you know, where you are, and they always do a good job of reminding you when you enter a new zone and it shows you where on the Bionis that you are, there's a little glowing dot mm. on the, on the little um, silhouette um, of the Bionis logo. And it's always cool to be like, cause not, not every zone is named after one of its limbs. Um, so it's cool to like get to a spot and be like, holy shit, I'm like on his neck or something like this. It doesn't feel like, like it's, it's a, it helps to portray the scale of the Bionis and like, and the mechanis both, um, like this is an entire civilization built on this once living thing, and it's fucking huge. To to be like, oh yeah, we're on the knee, and it's like, what the? Heck? They, they <laughs> just they just don't even question it. There's there's like, yeah, I got a fucking like summer yeah. home on the knee, and it's amazing. I think the world building is so great, and the setting is so unique um, that. You sometimes forget that you're just you're on like a giant titan. Like you forget that sometimes yeah. um, until you're reminded of it through the story or whatever, um, and to know that this thing could like wake up at any moment or something like 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 it's amazing. And the 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 I never Can't really say the thing I want you to say. I, it it <laughs> never really clicked with me what Sword Valley meant. Um, like until now is like it's it's. The sword stuck. It, the bridge is the two and like oh, there's a, mm-hmm. there's, a, oh, so cool like it, the, the 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 world's great is is my response to your question like everything about it has resonated so positively with me and like in terms of the world building and the setup and the and the cultures and the the things that have been built on this once living thing is amazing to me yeah the scale of the world's massive uh, and i think that's
1: i think the co- the the coolest thing for me in Gower plane is when you sort of like do anything and you're like I don't know distracted with side questing and Juju's gone on his <laughs> little truck again and then you, you sort of like forget what it is that you're doing and then you'll look up and you'll see yeah. the maconis yeah and, it, like, at night, it, its eyes glow red, the, and
0: it's really cool. The skyboxes are amazing. Like, the everything on the horizon, the world is so detailed in that, like, it blows my mind that this was on the Wii at one point. Like, I wonder, I don't remember what it looked like yeah. 100%, because I've done such a really great job with gl- glossing over this game and, and making it look like it belongs on the Switch. It's like, just standing, one of the first things I do in every new zone is I, I will find a, a sick spot to stand in and take a screenshot uh, day and night. Being able to change the time, beautiful. Whenever I want, amazing. Thank you. Great quality of life thing. I don't know if that was in the original. Um, yeah, that was in the yeah, original. It seems necessary with the way side quests work on on a time based thing. Um, and I'll just find a sick spot, look at the horizon, look at the skybox, find a, and then be like, "Damn, like yeah, I might go up there one day." Like you know, it's just it's just cool. It, yeah. it's, the world's amazing. Being able to zoom out and take it all in.
1: Uh, the progression of it is so cool. Yeah, I'm glad that you agree. Yeah.
2: On the the subject of scale. Um, again, don't know if this was a case on the Wii there was a moment that you caught on stream at the corner of your eye uh, where you end up is I, I guess Gowerplane? I'm trying to remember
1: uh, It and, was Colony 6 a,
2: Yeah, the outside of Colony 6 and um, like to sort of cement the scale of things if you stand at a certain spot you're able to look down and see Colony 9 on the ankle and it's bloody miles away but you know what it is, and you know that's where you've come from.
3: Mm.
1: It was on the Wii version, but it was not as impressive as it is in <laughs> yeah, Arpa, okay. the definitive edition. But yeah, you as can well. see if you stand like just before you go into the ether mines near Colony Six. If you stand on these like ropey bits of land that are sort of poking out, you can see um, like the back of the calf. You can see a bowl shape, and that's Colony Nine, where you started the game. And then if you pan up, you can see the shape of the leg and you can see the archways from Gow Plain. So you can see, oh, you started there and then you went up through the leg, or through the like shin, I guess, to get to the leg where you've then just come from. And it's just like, it's neat. It's just neat because I don't I don't. I can't think of another game that does that. It makes
0: you feel less like you are traversing zones separated by loading screens, and more like you really are mm. moving along. I mean, it's very important that they make sure that they portray that because, like, you are moving up and around and along this giant body. Um, it makes it feel less like zones separated by loading screens, and more like you're you really are. Like, this is a giant open world. Like this is that's what it d- helps portray, and like that. Add so much to the scale. I mean, I guess the the
2: closest thing would be um, Breath of the World. Yeah, that you can look at something and be like, yeah, I I was over there. That's why I thought, bloody Lionel died. (laughs)
1: Like I climbed that mountain with my bare hands, but it's like that. But it happened in 2010 Mm. on the Wii. Like
0: insane RPG. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like, yeah, like this is a game that isn't new. (laughs) <laughs> but it's uh, but a lot of the stuff in it to me, like, it doesn't really feel aged at all in any way. I mean, like you know, the Wii was two gens ago, and you know a lot of the design philosophies in here are like like you said, Abby. They don't think they've changed too much. It's like they're the same, and but they work so well. It's like a timeless it's a it it feels timeless to me and that like if you design an rpg that with systems that make sense and that are good and with depth that like like have enough in there to to treat the player with respect and that like it's not that easy but i mean all the tools are there uh and it never feels cheap then your game won't age like maybe visually but they fix that so your game won't age that's just it's that's what it feels like to me uh and i was wondering uh what how you feel about you know you played on the 3DS how it's been for you because i mean i've talked a shitload about the game at this point um oh my God. you know getting to see the game you know the way that it is and getting to experience it and see everyone else experience it and get to play it again in such a uh a bigger way um on a bigger
3: screen
1: it's it's weird because i don't feel like that many people have really given much thought to Xenoblade Chronicles before. Um, and now, like, I'm streaming it and people are like, oh wow, this is actually really interesting. I didn't realise there was a game like this that came out on the Wii. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, I'm interested in purchasing this game now. And that makes me happy, because I don't think people were particularly interested in the game before because it it looked like a Wii game. Um, and then when it got re-released again, it looked like a Wii game, but in 240p. Um, (laughs) It's it's still impressive that they managed to put that game on the 3DS, regardless of the fact that it wasn't, like... It's probably the worst-looking version of that game. But, um... There have been moments where I've just been, like... A little bit... A little bit emo about the fact that they've done such a good job with it, I guess. Um... Because I've always been a pretty big supporter of this game, and I've always wanted more people to play it and it finally feels like it's had justice done to like the story and the characters and the world in my opinion. I'm glad that the game is finally as pretty as it yeah. deserves to be
3: and reaching I guess <laughs>
1: like, the same game it just looks nicer yeah. and reaching the audience um, it deserves
0: to. Remember um, mm. that people didn't have a 3ds, but um, I feel like it got like, more attention on the Switch release than back then. Well, you needed a new. Well,
1: you fl- needed a new Switch. Oh yeah, that too. To yeah,
0: yeah, I forgot about. It. I forgot all about that. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was like the only one of the only new Super, new Super, <laughs> new uh, Nintendo 3ds exclusives. It was that and like Fire Emblem Warriors, I think.
2: Yeah, oh, I think weird. it was. Was it was Hyrule Warriors? No, also that was you could was play that on a firing. normal 3ds. Oh, okay. so Wild. Just warriors. Um Warriors?
1: But I think the thing is, it's a niche game for sure because you really have to have patience to learn it. But I still would say it's worth learning for the story and for the characters and for the voice acting. Performance uh, is
0: incredible. No, no question about it.
1: Found out. I ran into a character in Final Fantasy XIV and I was like, that's Alvis. <laughs> oh,
0: wait, there's also um, uh, Shulk's in there too, by the way. Uh...
1: Yeah, I uh, was watching yeah. your. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like. Uh, Fiora's in the game too.
1: Which is it's just weird because, like, I have a lot of respect for these voice actors and I do not want to make it sound like I'm uh, trying to squish their achievements or whatever. But they aren't well-known actors here at all, on any no. level. Um, like, I think Schultz's voice actor may have been in an episode of Doctors once. Uh, and he voiced the Hotel Travago advert that everyone hated. <laughs> um, so.
2: I think he's technically... Oh, no, I was going to say he's, like, the most well-known, but the... Um... The king of Alchemoth is the, like, big booming voiceover guy for the X Factor. Uh, so he's probably the most well-known.
0: I mm. got yeah. a good voice, so... <laughs> Makes sense. Um.
2: Um, oh, and also Melia is a character from Doctor Who. Oh, so wow. Maybe she's better. And she was in... Uh, she's in Victoria. She's Olivia Coleman. Not Olivia Coleman. That's... uh. Blub 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 No, completely forgotten her name. Jenna Coleman. I
1: don't know Doctor Who. Yeah, (laughs) me neither. Uh I picked
2: it up and I'm looking forward to it in a weird way.
1: (laughs) Which is weird because you mentioned the game and you started choking because it was (laughs) blasphemous.
3: Oh, sorry.
1: Um Now the two times that you've tried to play this game before, you've driven me nuts with complaining about it. <laughs> yeah. But now you've got Bill to complain to instead. Oh, so, mm-hmm. well, I've got both
0: of you to complain to, now.
1: That's oh, I'm funny. I'm leaving the conversation. I'm checking <laughs> out. I can't I can't do it a third time. <laughs>
0: Gosh, you're gonna do
2: you're gonna do um, fine. I mean, I'm telling myself that was that was five exactly. years ago. That was five years ago, me. Uh, I'm definitely smarter uh-huh. now. As in Final Fantasy XIV, I'm saying to people, I can't tell the difference between these two colors. Uh, what do you mean this this visual effect or this tell? I've never. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's you're prepping about. you though.
0: You know, <laughs> it's getting your brain thinking about things. Uh, you know. Well, I'm still
3: not in a, noticing in a these things.
0: <laughs> and you two have been playing Final Fantasy XIV a lot.
1: Um, oh. I'd... I was going to do Slash Playtime, but I decided not to because I've only been playing a month and I'm pretty sure it's going to be like 19 you days. You never want to
0: do
2: that, ever.
0: Um, mm. that's...
2: <laughs> I think the last I saw, I, was at, I think I was at
0: six days and three hours. It's or something uh, like revealing about yourself in a lot of ways. Mm.
1: Um... You know in World of Warcraft, if you do Slash Playtime, does it just do it for that yeah, character but... or does yeah, it do it for You your can get account? an
0: add-on that will add up all your character's playtime and show it on one amount
1: yeah i dare you i'll do I it next time I stream i'll <laughs> next time I
0: stream. i just do it um after we finish recording i'll just let you guys know because i'm curious myself actually
1: i want to know um i did um, it once
2: like five years and now. i will add i will add it in post
0: what
1: you're yeah,
2: talking
0: about you show up on the screen yeah oh you know whatever <laughs> three
1: hundred and twenty four days it's
0: got to be more than that probably oh it's got to be in the it's thousands more it's, it's 15 years more. <laughs> it's got to be nasty <laughs> But, uh, yeah, never never do it's gotta that. It's got to be in the test. I'm going to check it for science, but yeah, never check it. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, obviously, since you um, are worried there's an unhealthy amount of hours in there, that means you almost be enjoying yourselves, huh? Uh, with this MMO.
1: Well, I, enjoying we Enjoying is
0: a strange word.
1: <laughs> we finished uh, the second-to-last trial of A Realm Reborn today.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So we should be in heaven's ward by tomorrow evening, in theory. Amazing. Yeah. Um... And yeah, that's that's the thing. We've gone through a whole base JRPG game
0: pretty much. In a month. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, a year a year of of MMO in
0: three weeks or so. Does that? Um, um I, I want to know how like you guys feel about having to do that, like in order to catch up to play with friends. I'm curious if not good. Yeah, uh, I was wondering that because you know like, it's something I don't really appreciate. I mean, I get why they want you to see the story, but at the same time. Like, in other games, you can kind of just level and then just kind of play with your bros. Um,
2: It's been one of those where there's been stuff that particularly Abby wants to do, but also uh, that I want to do that's locked uh, behind Heavensward. And there are moments in A Realm Reborn where it's convoluted and long and unnecessary. And... It's one of those things where I, I know that people are trying to be reassuring or whatever. And be like, it gets better! Trust me, it, it's gonna get good! It's I've like, heard well, amazing it's things not about... good. It's not good now!
1: Yeah, I've heard amazing things about all of the expansions, but the thing that I'm kind of frustrated with right now is the fact that I am locked to level 50 quests. At most. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a level 58, 59 bard? 59. Which means for the last nine levels, I have gained no new abilities at all. Um, Because I can't take the job quest to get the new abilities until I'm in Heaven's Ward. That sort of stuff is very frustrating to me. The fact that I can't get uh, more abilities in Fisher is frustrating to me. The fact that I can't get this certain currency from doing all of this fishing that I've been doing to get a Chocobo Raincoat It's frustrating to me, but despite all of that, I think this time around with playing it, I've felt like I've had more of a sense of community with it. I've gotten to spend way more time with my friends. I've Mm -hmm. gotten to reconnect with friends from uni who I've not spoken to in years. I've made a new friend, and that sort of stuff kind of makes it worth it to me, so... I guess that's kind of the point of an MMO. I'm not sure. Yeah, this
2: is the first MMO where it's not been a solo experience.
1: Yeah, not like Uh, a solo experience where you go, oh, let's meet up and do dolmens for an hour or whatever.
2: Yeah, I guess... I mean, I stuck with ESO for longer than I have other things because it was still like a chance to hang out with you to be doing random dolmens for five hours. Um... Whereas this is, like, a more sustainable... It's a group of people who actually enjoy playing the game and doing this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And who have been playing it for, like, five years, so they're not likely to go anywhere.
0: Um, Hopefully. (laughs) I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's an interesting... Because my time with it is... I've always been kind of on the current timeline. I had to catch up to Heaven's Ward, and it pissed me off. Like, Heaven's Ward came out, my friend was <laughs> max level, I wanted to play with him, and I'm like, ah, fuck, I gotta do, up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but, you know what, I decided yeah. to make the most of it, and I went back, and I like, tried to pay attention to everything. I'm like, you know what, if I gotta go through this, I'm gonna try to you know follow it, whatever. Um, but I've always kind of been current after that, for the most part. Um, so I've never really uh, heard from anybody I know the perspective of somebody... Going from the very beginning through Heavensward, Stormblood, and then all of Shadowbringers to be able to play with people in the end game because um, there's a lot, uh, and that yeah. sounds like I'm trying to scare you. I'm just I no, but I'm not. I'm just trying to say, <laughs> I'm just trying to say like the perspective.
1: <laughs>
2: well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't mind there being a lot of it if the lot of it is yeah good. Uh, consistently.
1: I, 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 I feel like we've gone through the worst of it though. Like I genuinely I I th- I do feel th- I that yeah. way. I think have.
2: once we've gotten past two point patch two point one, I think was the last mm-hmm. awful. Mm. It's it's been a little bit iffy in uh two point three. I think I think two
1: point bit... two was really good. Two point three was
2: uh. Yeah, and then two point four yeah. and so what I've
0: played of two point five has been has been good. For me, yeah,
2: um, it's
1: the we're on the last patch. Yeah, so. base game yeah.
0: didn't really get like super hype to me until the very very end of it, um, and then like that stuff leads into Heaven's Ward, and then for me, Heaven's Ward is just cool. Yeah. So. I mean, like uh, you know, there's still problems with some of the quest design. Like you're just picking shit up off the ground for some guys. It's, All right, buddy, like this, what, what am I doing here? Um, but I mean, that's an MMO, so it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but generally, vibes. The cool vibe factor of Heaven's Ward, and the end of that story is is just awesome. So I I I think your overall enjoyment will go up. It's just I'm sure it sucks to keep hearing that from someone, and it's like, dude, just trust me. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, just, it just gets good, man. Yeah. I, hour seventy, I trust me. But um, I'm glad that they. Uh, well, because that's been like the yeah. main response
2: to when Abby or I are in a call and being like, this is miserable. <laughs> I. I, I'm was only so enjoying this. Skip, I was so close to a story skip, dude. I am only I was... enjoying this because I am with other people, but if I was on my own, I would have burnt this thing to the ground. Mm. And they're like, it gets better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's nice. I didn't know. See, I forgot you could technically get experience while catching up on these quests. So knowing Abby that you're like yeah. fifty eight, fifty nine, which is close to the level cap of Heaven's Ward, um, is interesting yeah. to yeah. me that the game does that and like teases you with things that you just simply can't use, despite you being able to technically use them. Well, it, that's crazy to me. I've never been mm, in that situation.
2: It's it still pops Damn. up. Every two levels saying you can pick up the next Damn. job quest. But it's you like, can't. No, I can't. <laughs> um, but I get what you're telling me.
1: But, but the can't. thing is, I'm then gonna like as soon as I get to Heavens Ward, I'm gonna do all of my job quests back to back and then have an have an entire expansion <laughs> where I don't get a yeah. new ability as bard. So I'm gonna have to pick up another class.
2: But I think didn't weren't they saying that after Heaven's Ward fewer skills fewer. are locked yeah. behind jobs? Like there are still some that will be locked behind jobs, but you will still be getting new skills I mean, as you're I'm gonna be up.
1: honest, I'm really not concerned with what's going on after Heaven's Ward because I plan to sort of calm down and take my time a little bit more with Heaven's Ward mm. in regards to main scenario at least anyway yeah. um because there's just other stuff I wanna do, like I've been really enjoying doing crafting and i I enjoyed it in e s o as well um, I was, like, max level woodworker, leather worker, everything in that game. I just really like crafting for some reason. And my friend Phil uh, taught me the ways of making high quality everything. So it's, it's really good now that I can do that because I can make money. And that's nice. The crafting's really
0: <laughs> um, fun in 14. I like that they're actual classes. Like, that's interesting.
1: hmm yeah, because I think in ESO it was just like, go to a woodworking table, mm-hmm, choose what yeah. you want to make. You've done it. <laughs> I mean, it was
2: basically an Scrolls thing.
1: Well, yeah. Um, but, like, despite the fact that I have frustrations with the fact that I'm starting with arguably one of the weaker parts of Final Fantasy 14, Uh the only reason it being arguably is because 1.0 existed, um <laughs> <laughs> Like, despite the fact that I'm going through the worst part of the current game, I'm enjoying it a lot, and I usually kind of bounce off MMOs after I've had them for like a month or a month or two or something like that. I only I yeah. only played World of Warcraft for two months in total. Because I just bounced off of it. Because there's just something about being shouted at in an instance where I'm like eh. <laughs> What if what if uh
2: what if, what if you did do that? What <laughs> if I didn't
1: do that? What if I played with my friends who didn't laugh at me when my pet went <laughs> AWOL? Um, I don't know. I've really been enjoying it this go around, and I've not bounced off of it yet. So,
0: Honestly, it's the most important thing to not bounce off of an MMO is the thing that you all have um, made sure is there, and that is friends. I mean, that is people playing it also people always logged in or people, you know, whether it's one person, two people, three people, four people, five people, six people, you know, you can always kind of rely on somebody there to do things. That's why all these years later, I still play wow is because my cousin plays wow. And, um, you know, he and I have leveled characters together for years and years. And so like, I'm not sure how much I love wow, but I, and, and I do do things by myself, but I'm not sure how much I would stick with it on a monthly basis. Like I am now where I, you know, I pay for more than one month if I didn't have, someone there at my side playing it. And, and, you know, just that option. Knowing that you could share something with someone or, like, get an item and give it to someone or or whatever, you know, that option is always there. And, you know, that's one of the things that made Animal Crossing more appealing, you know, this time around than when I played New Leaf is that so many people were playing it. And I Mm. had mail always coming in. And, like, you know, things were always, you know, active. And so that's Mm. super important in an MMO. So um, that is, like, you know, no matter... How much fun you might be having with the content itself at this point? Um, Being able to do anything with somebody else is really important. Um, So I'm glad that
1: you should come over. Forget World of Warcraft. (laughs) I've played both; it's better.
2: (laughs) Emily did also make the good point of, with theoretically at great risk of burnout, because of how hard we've been going at it to get through Realm Reborn. Yeah, and that is like a minor concern. Because I have definitely noticed that during Mm -hmm. like patch versions, I'm like slowing down Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe that's healthier.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is.
2: Slow down. Um, But it's like, will it slow down so much that I fall off it?
0: It happened to me. Well, it happened to me with Shadowbringers. I caught up through Stormblood. Um, I was, a, I was, a, I did Stormblood. I raided in Stormblood, but I didn't play any of the patches. My friend and I kind of just fell off. We played a ton, and you know the pat, next patch wasn't until like three or four months away. So you know we kind of ended up playing something else. And so I went back for Shadowbringers, and I I resubbed like a month or two before. And I'm like, okay, let me go through all the Stormblood patches. And you know it was hours upon hours of stuff, and you know rage you had to do trials you had to do, and I caught up, and then I was like, okay, fuck yes, Shadowbringers came out, and then I got halfway through Shadowbringers, and I was like, oh, I, I, uh, I just I I'm just, like burnt to the core. Um, not anything to do with the game. It's just I'm doing the same stuff technically, and I've just bum. I just rushed so fast through mm. them, and I just felt like, ugh. I, Ooh, I just had to step away for a bit, and I never went back. But I, I, but I you're gonna to. come
1: back, salt and vinegar. I
0: um, I I'd like to come back as you as you two get closer. Um, to yeah, uh, through at least into Stormblood. Um, that's not me like putting a bounty on your time. Like, hurry up! <laughs> it's just I'm playing WoW and other stuff, and it's like I can relax a little bit and not feel like I'm missing out on too much with y'all until you guys get a little closer. Because I do plan yeah. on it. I did reinstall it and everything, but uh. So, just, I'm curious, know, yeah.
1: because I'm very biased towards a certain race. What what race do you usually play when you're not playing Salt and Vinegar?
0: Um. Uh, well, funny story is, when I made Salt and Vinegar with you guys, uh, I changed my name on my main to Salt and Vinegar as well, and did a race <laughs> change to an aura. So... Um that is my main. So when I come back yes. and play, salt and vinegar that the salt and vinegar that you see won't be the one that you met originally. It'll be my main character, um, who's an Aura, who uh is currently halfway through Shadowbringers just l- lost and waiting for a time to come back. Um Not
1: with enough jobs people play at every level. Overall males, especially. They're cool as shit. My opinion. They're so cool.
0: They have like some of the coolest hair options. They have like I have like these six glasses glamoured on to myself. My guy's showing a lot of chest. He's hot as hell. It's just you know, <laughs> I'm just looking good in the neighborhood. Um, Whereas I'm like the most basic. You're
2: know, just
1: like random preset one here. <laughs> Except it wasn't preset. I chose so many options. You look, like, you look like a preset. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I know I do. <laughs> But I guess that's what humans look like half the time if they don't have True. uh like facial markings or anything. Yeah, presets like, presets
0: yeah. need love too, you know, Kimo, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm uh... just a preset human <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh I do plan on coming back. It's just uh, it's an interesting year for MMOs for me, 'cause like I'm really into WoW at the moment with my cousin and uh Shadowlands comes out this year and um uh, WoW like
1: a time a time frame for Shadowlands or
0: uh, Q4, which is any time between October and the end of the year. Um, so a few months out. So we'll
1: probably get you for, like, maybe half a, a month before <laughs> you, like...
0: <laughs> that's the thing, that's the that's the scary part about recommitting to another one, is that, like, <clears throat> in a few months, I will be, you know, all in on Shadowlands for a bit. Um, at least until Cap, and then I'll see how things look at Cap, because sometimes Blizzard fucks up the end game. but, um, this one's looking promising. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll see, though. Um, it's always in my mind, fourteen, always. Um, more so now than ever, with everybody playing. So um, It's weird yeah. that
1: I've gone from, like, oh, I might enjoy Final Fantasy fourteen to planning to go to FanFest next year, because it's in London, so...
0: Ah! does always look like a fun time.
1: Yeah, and it's like $200 a ticket, apparently, so...
2: <laughs> 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 That's that or a PlayStation.
1: Hmm. You get to see a real life Ethernet crystal though, so.
0: Hell yeah. Hmm.
3: I don't Hell know. yeah.
1: I really like. I think part of it as well is the fact that since I bought the uh, copy of the game that comes with all of the expansions, I had races mm. uh, offered to me that I didn't when we played the trial thing before. Mm. Because I really wanted to play a new Ra. Like really, really badly. It
0: is important to like how you look in an MMO. That also mm. contributes a lot to um, how much you play. Is like if you're just not really into any of the races, or you, or you just think you look doofy, you're just gonna be like, all right, I, I fuck it, you know. But
1: I agree. Yeah, but um, I played I play an Ura now, and it it just makes me happy. Like that mm-hmm. that was the race I was always meant to play, I suppose. Because when I was playing a Mikote, I was like, I don't really care about this character. I don't like him. <laughs> like, I feel kind of dumb. I feel kind of dumb. Nothing against Mikotes, because they cute. I have been
0: several Just races feel me. on my main character for some reason. I have race changed. I started out as a human. I race changed to a Mikote for some reason. Then I race changed to the big dudes, the Rogadins. I renamed myself oh, yeah. Boogroll Iron Gut. And then I changed Aww. to I changed to an Elazen, the big tall elf people. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't now, think
1: the elves look good in this They game, look horrible. Honest, I don't know as why as well. I
0: changed to one. I don't know why I changed to one. They look like freaking giraffes. Then I switched to who I am now. Uh, and I will never so, change again.
1: How many Fantasias did you pay for?
0: A lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is uh, that is the answer of someone who doesn't want to reveal playtime as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, alright, here's another few, here's some more money. <laughs>
1: They've got a sale on them now, actually, if you want to stock up. so
0: you got to look good, just play good. So I was like, I had to find the right, sp- the right, I, and I finally got it. You know, playing Heavensward and Stormblood, you meet a lot of uras especially Heavensward. That's where the expansion they came into. Mm. And, you know, Yuguri, I forget, I don't know how to say her name exactly, comes into the story. Get, uh, you, know, get, you, know, yeah. you know, you get introduced to them more, and it's like, I want to fucking be them. They're cool. Uh,
3: so
1: We've met her, but she hasn't shown her face yet.
2: Yeah, which I only eventually realised was because they that race wasn't Uri- in the game. Yeah, yet. they hadn't
1: put Uroi in the game before. So it was like, and they're not oh, from a Final Fantasy game.
2: Nope. Yeah. So new. you can't even
1: guess, like, oh, it's the bunny people from Final Fantasy twelve. Like,
2: hmm. it's just there's a there's a dragony y tail. <laughs> Who could
1: it be? What could it look like? Is it just going to be a dragonborn? No, I am so glad that it wasn't a dragonborn. I. <laughs> Tieflings, Urras—they're
2: cool. They're just cool. Or um, what are the what are the lizard people called in Elder Scrolls? Could have been one of them.
1: Argonians. Argonians, yeah. What if what if the world like the fortune telling lady from uh, yeah Shemmo (laughs) three? I
0: do want to hear your fortune. It's like Jesus, lady. What the (laughs) fuck is going
3: on?
1: (laughs) But yeah, I would I would highly recommend. I think it was free for a bit. I don't think it is now, but I'd highly recommend trying 14 if you are mm-hmm. looking for an MMO. I know mm-hmm. you probably have if you're interested in MMOs because it's pretty popular. It's but yeah. you know, you can talk or, about uh, Sakura Awards and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this pizza. Well, I, was, so. I
2: was gonna briefly say whilst you uh, indisposed, like speaking of like falling off stuff, I didn't realize how much of Destiny Two I missed. Until there Hello. was a oh, live ya. event. Uh, and I was like, man, I've missed out a lot. And now they've announced three more expansions. I'm like, man, I really want to play that game again.
0: I will say this <laughs> as a brief aside uh, you know, in the Destiny 2 realm here. I love that game. I will always play that game. I will play whatever they keep putting out. If, I find it very strange, though, that every big expansion, Luke Smith has to say on video that they're going to get things right this time. How many times does that man have to say that? What the hell do you guys keep fucking up? Luke, what the hell are you guys doing? The game's good. What the hell's wrong what, with it? Like, What's was, going on? Was Shadowkeep
2: the first non-Activision one, or is yes. Beyond Light going to be the first non-Activision Shadowkeep one? Shadowkeep was.
0: And I, I do know the problems, I, and I don't, I don't like the way that the game is currently structured, honestly, no. with seasons and the way you miss out on things and how many things are temporary. I think that's nasty and like yeah
2: i understand the logic of putting seasons in i guess it's like similar to putting in patches for an mmo except you can still do the patches for an mmo the seasons are gone Mm -hmm. and i'm like well i've now missed out on story Yeah. Because I couldn't keep up with the game because I was playing it on my own and so it wasn't as
0: making each season cost money too is weird. And Mm. I mean you could buy the season pass, but it's like honestly at this point just let me subscribe to your game at this point. Like I I, if you're gonna put if you're gonna monetize content that way, then find a different way to do it. I, I don't know. Like it's, it feels like I could be playing the same game as you. And new stuff just came out. But if I don't pay fifteen dollars, we can enter playlists together. But like things are all conjointed and or, or just disjointed yeah. and weird. And uh, you know, so I get it. Maybe where he, what he's talking about, probably that they're going to stop that potentially um, or understand that content shouldn't be temporary well, beyond, in that way. But
2: Beyond Light has a season pass. Shit, for four seasons. Yeah.
0: Shit. Well, maybe it'll. So at
2: at the very least there will be seasons, whether you can still, like, play... Right. Like, if... I feel like what they need to... Again, I've not touched it for a while, but there are story elements based in a season. Yep. Those story elements need to stay. It's just that you can't do, like, event stuff, or, like, there's no season-specific drops anymore. Even then. But you can still do... Like, I'm saying, like, as a bare minimum.
0: Right, bare minimum, Sure, 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 sure.
2: Um, bare minimum, let me experience the story over the last year because I'm going to go into Beyond Light and there's going to be stuff that's happened with the Almighty and Rasputin uh, Osiris um, that other robot, uh, Saint-16 or whatever um, Saint-66 that I'm not going to know yeah yeah. the only way to know is to read a wiki. And it's a game that, <laughs> that yeah. That was the problem with Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> I was expecting Abby to come back. Um, <laughs> I think that she's actually yeah. walked away whilst well, we talking yeah, about or She's, like choking, so she's could... like
0: choking on her food, you know, on that one. Um...
2: Quick, if you want to say anything about
1: Ryan... I'm eating. Do <laughs> no. Don't you say anything about Ryan. I'm eating.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, no for sure. It, but, it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. I mean, like, you know, the big almighty event was an interesting thing for them. I think, you know, it was their first time trying something like that. It had some weird build up, but ultimately it was a, a neat thing for them to do. It put them on top of Twitch for a little yeah. bit. It was it was nice for them. Um, put some interest back on the game because as soon as they did that, you know, the very next day or whatever, they had their or two days apart. I don't remember the timeline, but had their big blowout, you know, announcing the full commitment to Destiny mm. 2, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know, everyone wants to see Destiny 3. Luke Smith came right out and said, too, after that, like, there there are no plans for that right now. Like, this, We want to make sure this game is good. And make sure that, you know, because people invest hours and money into cosmetics and, and grinding for loot yeah. and it sucks to iterate sequels I mean, because that, that's the thing.
2: That. Like, realistically, what is the difference between a Destiny 2 and a Destiny 3 or Destiny 1 and Destiny 2? yeah it's basically expansions, yeah it's just that they like the difference between one and two was pretty overhaul-y in terms of engine and and things like that, but it's fine as it is, they can just expand on it,
0: yep, I think no need to start from scratch, they recognize that too, I think finally, it's like you know what we're not under Activision anymore, we don't have to do quarterly yearly whatever sequels that Activision wants to stranglehold this developers to do no matter how successful any one game is there needs to be another one um despite mm. these games being alive you know in the age of the service game you could probably stop iterating sequels every year um there's absolutely zero reason to do that you just do big content traps that's really all you need to do um and we see how unnecessary it is with something like overwatch 2 where The game itself is just Overwatch. You could play you could play it together with everybody. Just you get the fact that single player stuff. On top of it, it's just it's clearly active.
2: Any any hero release for Overwatch Two, you can play in Overwatch one. It's like, okay, so I'm basically just paying another game single player stuff. It's a big
0: update with expansion single player stuff on top of it, which is what Destiny 3 probably something you know if Activision was still doing Destiny we'd probably be getting some of this stuff and it would feel useless and it would just feel like mm-hmm. why didn't you just add this to Destiny 2. In Overwatch's case they kind of are um it's just it's a weird it's a weird situation. It's the be- it's a good yeah. middle ground I think. But yeah, so Destiny 2 continuing on as Destiny 2 smartest move I-, I think going forward. Um 2023 they have schedules and uh, expansions announced up till Yeah. which
2: surprised me, because I thought that they'd said that they were working on the game after Destiny.
0: There is a rumor new IP from them. Uh, I believe job listings popped open. Uh,
2: So, so. I mean, either way, interesting. But uh, it's also weird to think that there's another three years of that story.
0: Yeah, I assume they want to make it. I know Luke Smith is a big WoW fan. I assume in his mind it's like, let's just expand destiny out into being a world that's always evolving rather than iterating, um, mm. like wow does. And like any MMO does, um, a living, breathing world, um, rather than an installment. So I guess we're seeing that vision realized that. here. Yeah. With, uh, with what's yeah. coming up. So, uh, anything that you have been playing, uh, uh, that is of note. What in the last six months. Um what you're you're What not, is lighting a fire in your belly? Not a
2: lot, to be honest with you. Like um the the weirdly most enjoyable experience that I've had gaming wise was I mean you you and Abby stream a lot uh whilst we've been off the air. You you have regular streams and things. And um I've not managed to find that balance. And so I've only actually streamed one game and that was a plague tale and that was a long time ago but I really enjoyed it. Um and I really hope that there's um more from that story but I don't I'm unfortunately don't have much to say about it.
0: Because uh, it was so long I think ago. it's a good shout, though. And it seems like a game that was overlooked by some people. Um I've always heard amazing things about it Um from, like, everybody who's played for it. Sure. It's like this game owns, so it's like, you know, people should check it out.
2: Like, when you look at it from... When you look at, like, a trailer for it, you're like, oh, my God, it's Escort Mission, the game. <laughs> and it, it sort of is, but it does enough interesting things um and the characters are enjoyable enough that you're like, you know what? I don't really mind and um some deaths felt a bit cheap, and the the rest were hundred percent my fault <laughs> and uh it, yeah, trying to remember like enough about that game as well i just I just enjoyed it a lot, and if you you haven't played it, I recommend it
0: nice uh, I think it's still on game pass, not sure, yeah unfortunately i can't
2: <laughs> I can't tell you why I recommend it other than I had a good I time mean, that's enough um, that's, you know, that's i all mean I guess it's a it. it's a it's a stealth yeah. game that I finished um so that that has to mean something um I haven't beaten final Fantasy VII. uh I still don't know how I feel about that game, <laughs> which is unfortunate twenty five hours in you're like, I don't know whether I like this. It's, it's satisfying in a lot of ways, but yeah. I look forward to hearing... Um,
0: I'd like you know, to talk about bad. that game with you when you've beaten it. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, your final thoughts on it when you've beaten it, and, you know what I mean, and see it all encompassing and see how it ends, uh, you know, and, and how it feels to finish part one of something that's going to have multiple parts. Because that really kind of, I think... uh evolves your opinion on it i feel um even mm-hmm. more uh you know once you've beaten it and it's like okay you know this 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 is just uh, episode one um a very long episode one um so i'll be interested to see what you think uh overall um once you have all of that yeah. in context and and you see just uh, how batshit insane the uh from a <laughs> yeah well because yeah, like to the, to i I,
2: I i was on good rhythm and I don't know what happened, and then suddenly I stopped at chapter thirteen, I think. And here I was go I was going to try and beat it for uh for this recording. And going back to that game after like three or four hmm. weeks off, it's pretty hard. Uh but also I just wasn't into it. Um
0: I think, you know, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a game that's not that long compared to like a lot of JRPGs. But I also feel mm-hmm. like, and I and I kind of talked about this a little bit when I was talking about Xenoblade. Is I can understand someone getting burnt out on that because Seven Remake really is an assault on like just. Uh, I'm, i where way I'm looking to phrase it, it is like there's really not much downtime in Seven Remake at all. And it can get exhausting because some fights are hard on normal, and I wouldn't have anyone tell me otherwise. That game is tough at times, and there's a lot of fighting. And, like, even normal enemies sometimes can be a pain in the ass, depending on how you have to break them. And when you're just going fight to fight to fight, area to area to area, it can feel a little burnouty. Um And that's why, like, I appreciate the open air of Xenoblade so much, is that, like, and why after 52 mm. hours I haven't felt any burnout is because, like, it allows you to kind of, like... You know, let your idle animation take over and just stretch for a second. Whereas, you know, Seven Remake, as much as I love it, it really is just like a just a constant assault. So, I can understand either getting burnt out and just you know maybe losing some motivation after just it punching you in the face constantly, um, for sure. Um,
2: I would like to beat it. You're close. I I I imagine that I
0: um
2: I imagine that I will forget ninety percent of the stuff that happens by the time that part two comes out. (laughs) Um, so I sure as hell hope that there's a summary (laughs) recap movie yeah Um, with Liam Neeson in it they had to do it
3: Uh...
1: (laughs) sorry about the eating noises that are going to be on the track (laughs) Uh, that's fine unless you're going (laughs) I mean in my head it sounded like that but I don't know
2: Well, considering I had to get right up the microphone to do that um, it's fine and I I apologize that it had to come through (laughs) because it sounded awful in my head (laughs) <laughs> um,
1: I get really paranoid. This is sorry, off topic, yeah. but I get really paranoid when I eat mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. like Discord mm-hmm. people because in my head it sounds like I'm a horse. Yeah, um, I get that. But then I mean, I'm paranoid. My my uh, green blinky thing doesn't go off. So.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: My cousin Nick is um, always asking, always paranoid. He's always eating some kind of like peanuts or chips, and he's always like, "Could you, could you hear that?" It's like, dude, just relax. I can't. I never could hear it. It's okay. Just eat, dude. Eat away, man. It's gonna be all right. Chomp <laughs> the shit out of those chips. Even if I could hear them, I don't really care because I'm, I'm, I'm a big snacker too. So I'll
2: go back to bloody old now, Skype recording eating on stream. Oh yeah, corn nuts. Yeah,
1: you know I mean coin, coin, coin.
0: <laughs> um. Eating corn nuts is like. Can you hear that? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes, we can. um
0: <laughs> Yeah, eat on, eating on stream, I'm really self-conscious about. I'll turn the camera off for that, even if you can hear me. I just don't want anyone to look at me eat.
2: Yeah, I feel, <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just, I feel like that's not a, a sound thing. That's a, I don't I'm not
0: doing mukbangs eating. or anything like that. You don't got to see me just eat a forkful of Alfredo. It's fine. You just like...
1: I, you know, I ate a bagel on stream yesterday, but I kept like dipping my head off of screen to like take bites because for some yeah. reason when people are watching me eat, I, I eat it's, like a child. I was like, oh, I can't, can't look at how to bite yeah. things anymore. It's weird. How do I swallow? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no. Considering we've been off for so long, I don't, I don't think I played that much. Well,
1: you what probably have, so but it's probably just not worth talking about because yeah, it's not been talking. six months been since you played been- <laughs> it
2: such short things obviously animal crossing has been a big part was a big part of life yeah it's calmed down a bit now the
0: whole situation yeah um the animal crossing trajectory has been interesting yeah um you know what i mean we've all played it talked about it in every channel humanly possible i guess i'd be curious to know if you know either of you are still playing it every single day or not Um, no me neither um
2: Uh, i try to at least boot it up every day. I, so I want to, to the, do that. The yeah, uh the to terminal to look for uh KK albums, but I'm not playing it for as long. Yeah. Um and okay. there are days where I just forget and miss it.
3: I mean,
1: once uh, I missed that I get... first day, it was like, well, I don't have yeah. to do it every day now. It's
0: bad. Yeah. You know, it it sets the tone. It, yeah.
2: It's it's more disheartening when you're like, I've been logging in every day. Tomorrow this, today's going to be my seven-day streak. But 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 day one, I'm like,
1: yeah, oh. you forgot to log into the terminal. But I
2: know I definitely played yesterday. I just didn't go to the terminal. Oh no. Um, yeah,
1: I think I think a break. Oh god, I'm really sorry. I think a break from that game is like perfectly reasonable. Like it's always oh, yeah. going to be there. That's yep. the thing. That's the beauty of animal uh, crossing, really. You know what I mean? It's like and like the
2: only daily thing that I'd be missing out on by not playing every day, other than miles. Is fossils, uh, but I've not had a fresh fossil for weeks.
3: Neither, <laughs> yeah, dude. it's always a uh, and red <laughs> hasn't
2: visited for weeks, so uh, I'm not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Other hey, I mean, other than, like, and then it's when when the announcement comes of don't forget to catch these fish and things. It's like okay, now I need to play for a couple of days and catch the season. Once stuff I, be I think that's one out.
0: thing that hurt me is that I missed out on some of the fish. And it, like, really stung my soul, and I'm like, now I just don't want to log on right now, because I just feel like, I'm in, I mean, I could just fucking time travel and go get those damn fish. Yeah. But, um, but, like, when I missed those, I, I, I tried so hard to get the tuna, and it was the only thing I needed, and I missed out on it. Like, well, I tried. I used, like, 80 bait. Never got a fucking tuna. What the
2: fuck? Um, I refuse to believe that string me. fish exist and me. that golden trout exist um they don't.
0: I, I love the game i love that game uh put an ungodly amount of time in it the most time i put in animal crossing game since the gamecube so um and the time we all had together you know over that month or two you know uh everybody playing it was yeah amazing it, it was really reminiscent of it was like our pokemon go moment but in our house um yeah and a very mm.
1: apt uh you know it it just came out at such a good time as well like not yeah. for the world but for keeping people sane at home like yeah. perfect game. And everyone who was everyone um, was
0: playing it. It was a neat moment in gaming for sure.
1: I'm looking forward to playing more of it in winter because I always like Yes,
0: that's super different vibes, yes.
2: Yeah. Or at at the very least autumn where things trees hopefully that start too, to. Turn. Halloween.
1: Yeah, when we start oh, getting oh, more oh, events oh. and stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty great, so Yeah. yeah. I have
3: cool.
2: to remember to log in on my birthday.
1: Yeah, I don't have to worry about that for a while. <laughs> And I'll then I think I'm going to have bigger problems in my life, like uh, turning 30, rather than logging into Animal Crossing. Oh, that's Crossing. not
2: till like next year.
1: Well, that's the only next birthday I have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I'm 29. Thanks.
2: Sorry, it's be- it's because I haven't had mine yet. Were so I'm like, yeah, it's uh, next year's. Next
0: citizens Now or are a bunch of senior citizens. I'm the oldest
1: one, so I take offence to that. <laughs> I'm getting there. I
2: feel I feel like the oldest one.
1: <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there at the same rate as me, mate. <laughs> I feel,
2: I, no, as in like, as in how I feel. A I think I'm the oldest one.
1: Old man,
0: senior citizen. You're not up.
1: 28. You're like 21. You've yeah. always been 21. 25? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the
0: permanent narrative for, for yeah. you ever.
1: <laughs> you were born at 25 years old. I could just start
0: drinking now.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but, um. But, yeah.
1: So cool. Yeah. So.
0: It was worth a shout, Animal Crossing. Um. Mm. You know. It's good. Uh. I've been playing. There's, I... a, lot, there's a lot of, like
2: user experience things that could be tweaked. Yes. Probably never will, but,
0: you know,
3: at this point... I, uh, the I time for UI
0: it. adjustments is probably long gone. Unless they just, you know, surprise everybody. Um, mm. uh, but, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that.
1: Um, I, ju- I just want furniture and not the same recipes fucking every day.
0: I do think they could improve the rate at which you get DIYs, yeah. And furniture in general. Uh, The acquisition of items could be a little bit better. Uh, uh, The acquisition of DIYs could be a little bit better. Um, Mm. For sure.
1: Considering I have just, like, an ocean of DIY cards on my island for anyone to have, and everyone's like, no, I've fucking got 16 basket pack (laughs) recipes at home. I'm good, thanks. I don't know. I, uh... I really do like this Animal Crossing. I think it's the best Animal Crossing, but you know, sometimes you just got to play Final Fantasy XIV instead.
2: <laughs> For insert hours here.
1: Uh, oh, I'm not doing the Slash Playtime. I ain't doing it. You can't make me. Oh, I'll do it in like a year when that amount of time spread over a year sounds reasonable. You know?
2: Until it says 200 days.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, there is that, I guess. Did Bill talk about Soccer Wars while I was eating pizza?
0: Nope. No, we talked about Destiny.
1: Oh, I fell asleep as soon as you said it, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to give a small shout to Soccer Wars. Um, because I feel like it's a game that probably sold 20 copies. Um, and it's one of Sega's efforts of in you know, localizing a, a niche game. Uh, one of the first Soccer Wars games to come out in the States in a very long time, from my understanding. Um, and it's kind of like their revival of the series. And, uh, I wasn't sure what
3: to,
0: you know, I was, I had mixed signals on what I thought this game was and, uh, what it ended up being before I bought it. Uh, I bought it knowing what it was, but when it was originally announced, it seemed like, oh man, it's like an action RPG with mechs, uh, dating sim stuff, like, you know, very persona-like type game. But as it turns out, it's, it's more of an advent, there's no RPG elements at all that you're not like leveling anything up. You're not like equipping equipment or anything like that. It's like very strictly an adventure game slash visual novel set in a theater uh, in 1940s Japan. And the bulk of the gameplay... So when I found this out, I was like, ah, would I like that. I don't know. But then it's like, Bill, you fucking play Shenmue, you dumbass bastard. Like, of course you like games where you just walk around. As long as the game is good. Not like Shenmue 3. So, but with Sakura Wars, um, <laughs> it's, it's a mix of a lot of things, though. And... It's like everything it's like they made the game once I realized that, oh Bill, you will like this, and I bought it, I love it. I love this game and and I think if anyone likes now the thing is the one caveat about it is it's- it's designed w- with a very specific audience in mind, and that is men uh is the is the only <laughs> thing I would like from the character designs to the fan y tropes to the misunderstanding type moments of a harem a- a- anime it is very dialed in to a very specific vibe and depending on your opinions on shows like that um, I typically don't watch harem anime because they annoy me Uh, like but the thing with the game is I could not make it a harem I could pick the girl that I want to you know romance so to speak whereas the anime usually the guy doesn't decide to like episode 23 and it's like you've done nothing for me um
1: you've watched one where they decide
0: (laughs) that's you know that's the other thing too sometimes they don't he decides in love hina Um, didn't he i
1: I don't watch love hina i I think think in the manga
0: i read the manga of love hina um but the other thing is these harems are so long usually if it's a manga then the anime usually only gets you 12 episodes and at that point it's just like an advertisement um well, in Soccer Wars, you get to choose. Uh, thankfully, nice. <laughs> um, but it's a very specific audience in mind, very de- demographic. Uh, you know, so like I would have someone keep that in mind uh, when looking at the game. Uh, now, generally, the character is designed. Oh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. You know, like I'm sorry. Okay, um, uh, the guy who did Bleach, Tidy. Kubo, you know, what I mean, I, I'm not going to say his first name in the way that most people probably say no, his I've first no name. Okay. Um,
1: Tite did you just say Tite
0: Titty, Tight, Tite? How the hell do you say his fucking name? Spe- how do you how do you spell his it? name? Is T I T E? It's a Japanese T-I-T-E. name. T
1: I T E. Tite. Tite. Tite tita yeah <laughs>
0: Even then it sounds hilarious there's no way to say that without sounding like you're saying that in a fancy way like no, you just like, say
1: titty yeah that's,
0: that's like like, <laughs> like it just doesn't sound it's a, it's a, you know i'm not making the guy's successful you know whatever but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah i'm but, sure I, he's
1: just like
0: <laughs> Biru, <sir." laughs> he's, who's this fucking guy um i'm gonna end his career um his podcaster he's done Uh, You know, fuck with the Godfather of Bleach. Um, (laughs) I've never really watched Bleach, but I've always kind of liked the guy's faces. Like when it comes to anime character designs, I really like a good face. Um, Because some shows just they look copy-paste. I like a good distinct, like, oh, that's definitely that guy who designed that character. And I could usually tell his faces. So when they announced he was designing the characters and everything, I was like, oh, cool, I like their faces. What is this? Um, I, I like all of the designs for the most part. Uh, so that helps. And it looks like you're playing an anime. So the game is like playing the way, even the way it's structured episodically, uh, like Alan Wake, every chapter ends like an episode of an anime where you get like a next time on, you get ending credits, you get music, um, you get intermissions and all that stuff that you could save the game at and then like put the game down like an episode break. Um, but beyond being in a 3d adventure game, visual novel, it's also a story about mechs, and the the whole the way the game is set up is each city, each major city in the world has a combat review, R E V U E, not like yeah, I'm going to review this game, oh like um, a comedy review, yeah. Type of thing. Um, and they are tasked with defending that city from demons and other threats. And each each one is kind of has a front, has an organization that they are involved in that like you know will tell people that oh these people, like for example your group are a theater and they put on plays and that's where their base is. Um, they needed they need a big base. They need a big building to hide their mechs underneath. But nobody knows that the people in that theater troupe are the the fucking pilots of these mechs. You know, they, they, they are hidden from society. Um, so they
3: have a front. So the
0: mechs are like, even though they're fighting
2: demons and stuff and every country has one, they're like still a secret. Kind
0: of, kind of, yeah. Like, who is involved in okay. them specifically? Uh, um, okay. So, but each major city has one, and yours, you, you are a former military commander who is put in charge of the flower division in Tokyo. Tokyo's combat review is kind of in shambles. The theater is all decrepit. You know, all the people involved, all the act, all, all the people like acting in the plays are like really bad. And you're put in charge of improving everything the theater and the combat review and like putting them back on the map. Because right now, the Shanghai combat review are the ones protecting Tokyo, and you don't want that. This is is our turf. Get out of here. Um, But the whole idea, you know, is, is you kind of building this theater up, getting to know the characters, going through your slice of life moments roaming around the theater getting to know the layout doing fun side mini games and playing cards and all these you know goofy fun things you can do you can like navigate the city like persona go to the different areas talk to people um you know a lot of the slice of lifey stuff you know that is cut out of you know that, that is like a big staple of persona is kind of how this game is structured um but then at the end of every chapter it's I I liken it to Star Driver in a way. In the way that Star Driver hey. every episode of Star Driver is slice of life school stuff, slice of life school stuff, and then Kira Bush, and then everyone's fighting. Um, you know, in you know, somewhere. And so at the end of every chapter here, something will happen where you have to get into your mechs. And then that combat is a fucking muso game. So not only am I getting to live out a slice of life romance mech anime in a theater with themes based around theater and plays, uh, and characters who are very heavily into theater. Not that I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm putting... Why, I don't know why I'm putting so much emphasis on the theater part, as if, like, I'm a big theater buff. Hey, it's cool. I like it. But it's cool to, you know, be in that environment. It's not a school. Um, and then at the end of every chapter, I get to play a Musou game as a mech? And, like, it's legitimately... Um, like, the the same amount of depth that I would get in a Dynasty Warriors game. Square, 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 triangle, triangle. Square, 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 square triangle, triangle. Build up a meter, circle. Muso move. Brrr, kill everything. Uh, and it's fun as hell. And it's slick as hell. Um, and each mech You know, each girl in your review has, like, different abilities for their mech. One of their mechs uses a fucking spell book. Uh, One of the mech has a giant hammer. One has, like, dual blades. Uh, And you can swap between them in combat. And, like, you know, as you romance them in the game and build your trust with them, they get more abilities. So, It's awesome it's like Billy's dream game as a Beck fan and a slice of life fan and a Musso fan. It's a ridiculous weird mix that isn't like amazing. Like in terms of like breaking new ground, like it's, it's very fairly, I'd say it's seven and a half out of 10 type of game. But if it really, if the niches in there click with you, all oh, you're going to love it. Cause like, it's, it's just the vibes are, are to quote the youth. The vibes are immaculate. Uh, if, if you are into this kind of stuff, the music especially a lot of horns. Good stuff.
2: Why why are you quoting the youth to us? We're old. Yeah, but that means that I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to quote the youth, this slaps
2: okay what, what does that mean?
0: It means that the vibes are immaculate um, <laughs> All right. but yeah i 'm um, just having a blast with it i 'm playing it taking it real slow it 's not a very long game, you know per route like you 'd ideally play it multiple times if you really care about romancing everyone i don 't usually do that kind of stuff, so i 'm going to pick my main favorite and and just kind of call quits, but um, i 'd say about fifteen hours or so, but i 'm playing it like i 'll turn it on. Play to an intermission, stop for a bit. You know, turn it on. Play till intermission. Um, there's a lot to do in there. Um, you know, there's optional combat challenges. If I just want to play a Musou game with Max for a while, I can go into the basement and uh, hook myself into the combat um, simulation thing and pick from all the characters. Because depending on the battle, you know, they pick them for you. But uh, it's good. It's really good. It really surprised me. You know, I, I'm I. Hmm. If any of that stuff to anyone listening, that stuff sounds like it be up your alley. You'll probably enjoy it, because it's just... It's really charming. A lot of life characters are really great. Um, uh, cool game.
1: Here's I'm the thing. Fine. You said Star Driver, and I'm intrigued. But you also said it's not... Not a not girl... <laughs> not a girl <laughs> game.
0: How do I feel? So, yeah. so uh, And uh, to put emphasis on that, there's things in there that are are uncomfortably developed. So, like... For example, there'll be a uh, moment where I'm sorry. You're
2: talking about a harem, and then you say uncomfortably developed.
0: Yeah, uh, from a video game uh, standpoint. So like look at it this okay, way. Okay. So um, the way the reason I say it's obviously primarily designed for that like shonen audience who's like just wants to be like, oh there that character's socks, baby. Like, you know, someone like that who's like hyped as shit to see the littlest, briefest moment of fan service. There are moments in this game where, for example, just last night as I was playing it, there's a point where you're shopping for books with one of the characters characters and she gets up on a ladder okay and your character's like whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. you know like like oh <laughs> you know um, but they give you the option to take the right stick and look and now you can get caught there's a there's like a caution meter but it's like that's very clearly targeted towards a very specific human being um and so like the I want I would l- want to always give that disclaimer when recommending this game because I wouldn't want anyone to be blindsided by stuff like that because like it's like it's creepy, and there's there's a fair amount of it uh, in various spots where you have options. where You could like bust in on the in the bath, like and and like you get negative points. What? Like these characters get mad at you when you do things like this. If you get caught, um, so there's no reason to really ever do it unless you just like really want to watch hentai. At that point, like I don't even know why it's in the game because it really doesn't benefit you at all. When you could just as easily just go like get this shit somewhere else. So it's it's weird in a way um, that it's in there and it's featured so prominently at times when it comes to a choice um, you know it's not just like a, oh they fell on me type of thing it's like no I have the option to take this stick and and like look up uh, and it's strange you know in that regard there's never anything shown it's just the intent is weird um, and it puts mm-hmm. the player in a weird position Um so generally, what if they're though, collecting the data of all the people that do that. I would love to do that. Persona collects data like that. I would love to, them to have a weight in the back end to be like eighty-five percent of our players looked up her skirt, um, <laughs> and uh, we got to make more of that. Um, you know, so so it, it's weird. Um, and I mean, generally, I mean, besides stuff like that, and some of the character designs, you know, specifically are extremely. Um, Voluptuous, uh, uh, in a, in a way, it's that word.
1: I mean, know, it's anime. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: So, but besides that, I mean, you know, if you've played visual novels where the choices are women, uh, you know, like it's not any more unusual than that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you've all played Persona. You know, they give you no other options but to be straight in those games. So, I mean, like, it's it's unfortunate. Um, but I mean, you know, females do play those games too. You know, so I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say it. It fits into one demographic specifically. But it's very heavily in, you know, like, huh? hey, hey, you you little fucking horny bastard, look up. You know, it's like, okay, I, like, what the hell? Like, why? <laughs> you don't have to target them that hard. You know, they're going to play your game anyway. Um,
1: I love that you yeah. said before this, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Sakura Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of went on,
0: yeah, for a little bit. Um,
1: you do this every time. You're like, not, oh, I just want to quickly quick. mention. <laughs> and then it's like half an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, check it out everybody. Uh, if all that stuff sounds good, uh, you know. Just beware. You're a pervert in it. And that's all I've played. Or, well, obviously I've played more, but nothing. Most else. of it's on stream. Most of it's on stream. I, I have very specific. Which you can check
2: out at twitch dot Yeah, I have
0: very specific targeted rants <laughs> about Shenmue three. I I wanna get my blood pressure up right now on a Sunday. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> you know, it's the Lord's Day, you know. <laughs> Lord Rio. <laughs> um.
1: All right, is that everything then? Are we talked about everything. I think we've it's been three hours.
2: We have wow. smashed. Uh, we I do ass. believe it's a it's a very dense. It's not a PC gamer show type podcast. It's been that is bam, three bam, hours bam.
0: of video game expert analysis, industry mm-hmm. analysis on yep. display. Permanent podcast yep. episode forty seven. Where else are you going to get that?
1: internet episode 48
0: Yeah, hell yes more expert video game analysis coming up next time after these messages oh. uh, thank you for listening Stop everybody now. yeah thank you for listening everybody <laughs> uh appreciate it yeah. thanks for always sticking with us um uh as camera's mentioned um you know in in the downtime since we've you know, been between episodes we have been streaming quite a bit uh and you could find those streams on each of our personal channels, which um, we'll have in the description down below. But we could shout them out uh, with our voices too, in case you're listening in the car and you just want to hear that and you know make a mental note of it. Um, you can find me, of course, twitch.tv, obviously slash Pepperdam. Uh, you know, not very hard to find. Uh, just always look for.
1: Can you shout my channel, um, out, please? Yeah, I was
2: going to say, Bill. Oh. What's uh, what's Abby's channel?
1: oh
0: uh, yeah. So uh, Twitch TV slash Elisean yeah, how about that? You all try to gotcha me, y'all try to like, get me in a corner. Yeah a gl- my... gl- You know, I've been practicing, you know what I mean? Like my my <laughs> vocal lessons every morning in front of the mirror.
1: I'm so proud. You I mean, you I, played Xenoblade you know, and you learned how to say my username. I know that.
0: I know I've been nailing my British accents, you know what I mean? I've just been
1: killing Uh-oh. it. I'm a real Not actor. from what I've heard, but... Yeah, I'm a mm.
0: real actor now. Look for me in Shenmue 4.
1: He's <laughs> got a tattoo on his head.
0: I'll play the only... I'll play, like, the one of three characters in the game.
1: Can you give me a, re- a read of, um... Just questioning the Mad Angels? Can you just give me a quick read of that, please?
0: Um, as Rio,
3: Or, uh, um...
1: Yeah, we'll go... We'll start as Rio.
3: <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. Hi.
0: Could you tell me something? Have you ever heard of the Mad Angels?
1: Wow, bro! That was good. That was good. You gotta
0: not say that so loud, bro.
1: You know, you read my mind. I was gonna say now, do a Goro voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Say what? Mad Angels? Yeah, I'll be in Shenmue for no problem.
1: Um, mm, I think you got
0: it in order to get in a Shamu game you just have to be able to do like two types of voices um, you,
2: have you just have to have, the... have a microphone to yeah. be honest <laughs> mm. and to be able to technically read
0: uh, <laughs> 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 that's our show everybody um, oh wait Twitch Kinross you're doing Twitch
2: well like I said I don't really I haven't done it's it twitch.tv
1: <laughs> forward slash Kinross 07 hell yeah yeah
0: you can follow us all on Twitter. He's
1: gonna as well. stream. He's gonna stream because I'm paying for subscriptions. subscription. So he's <laughs> I know. I
2: feel so bad every time. I'm like, man, people are paying, and the, all they're getting is this hot dog. And I just don't have. Yes, I haven't got you're time or anything.
0: A pro Savage Raider Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV streamer. I know it's gonna happen. I'm waiting for the future yeah. to become a reality. I've not even just, done a raid yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's just once it clicks with you, and you're just rocking. You know what I mean? Doing Savage, leaving everyone else behind. You know what I mean? It's gonna be just an amazing moment. Uh, in the history of Kinross you know what I mean joining leading the best guild on on uh, you know the server and you know everyone knows the Ninglehorf name everyone knows it and uh, it's amazing and, and um, you know uh, the world's never the same things change paradigm shifts uh, you know uh, amazing and world hunger is cured and you know, economies are fixed and you know uh, it's all because of Ningle um, that's our show everybody uh, thank you for listening <laughs> bye bye all links to our socials are down below enjoy the rest of your evening uh, and as always, what do we say? See you, See in, the history. you in the history. Bye-bye. Bye.